0: can do when they have the resources to get together easily and quickly. London's weather bright spells in the east, cloudier in the west a high of 6 degrees Celsius, 1 degree the temperature right now in Covent Garden LBC 97.3 it's 3 minutes past 4 LBC 97.3 text 84850 tweet at LBC 973 this is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Penny off a pint of beer what, a, what the taking of the Michael, that one is. A penny off a pint of beer. Where are you going to find that? Are you going to go into a pub and go, well, I paid £2.40 last week for half a pint, and it's still £2.40. Where, where is the penny off? Answer, there won't be. You're not going to you're not going to get that at all. You're going to get nothing. Nothing at all. And what they're doing, they're putting all the other booze up. So they go, oh, we're giving you a penny off here, but if everything else has gone up for 50% or whatever it happens to be. I mean, I don't want to sort of bore the pants off you with the budget because it was dull enough as it was. In fact, you got precisely nothing you got nothing. Oh, the fuel duty was halted. But don't worry, they'll bring it in. They're just trying to do something to placate you know... And all this garbage about getting people on the housing ladder, making it easy for them to get... And why? You know, why can't they save like the rest of the country? Are they too stupid? Oh, no, we can't do that. No, just wait for the government to give us a helping hand up the housing ladder. So you could just about afford to get a mortgage. And, uh, and then, of course, all these... Will be the sort of people who get it but the sort of people who buy a house... And then sort of, then they litter the front garden with dirty cars and, you know, the kids are up all night and things like that. I was only reading in the paper earlier on this morning. Morning, hello, incidentally. Forgot about that bit. Hello. Not that I care. I'm in a foul mood. And, um, and so, and it was a, a group of kids in Brighton who were terrorising, causing them thousands of pounds worth of damage. Girls. Little girly gangs. You know, I mean, I mean, the word smacking them around the back of the legs and dropping them off the end of Brighton Pier seems fairly popular. They've been shouting racist abuse at people. I don't know where they come from. I've got a rough idea. And what ages are they from? 11. 11. And you're worried about going to the toilet with men? Blimey, I tell you. I need to get a... Gr- Honestly, th- these are the sort of people who don't want to talk about sex, sorry, uh, at this time of the morning because it's too disgusting and we don't do things like that. You know, the sort of people that complain bitterly. But I was talking to somebody the other day, and he was talking about East Ends. I said, It's not real. It's made up. There is no place called Walford. Because we thought we saw one of the cast members walking through Twickenham. We go, oh, that's, I said, I don't even know yet. Bradley, I think. Could have been Bradley walking through. Well, we've got no idea who Bradley is. He's just somebody in the show. And uh, he, he might have gone out with Lindsay Lohan or whatever her name was. Or Stacy Solomon or somebody. Went out with Stacy, Stace, whoever. Nobody cares. I said, It's made up. They're not real, these people. They're just playing parts. There's no Walford. There's no Albert Square. There's no Ian Beale fish and chip shop. It doesn't exist. only in your mind. And then people get really panicked. Oh, I couldn't go to a toilet. What with men going in there? You happily do it on an aircraft. And all I kept thinking was, I was watching an aircraft programme the other day, and the stewards on there were going, oh, because if if the toilet gets blocked, which it does on a flight, uh, and everybody uses it one after the other, the difference on an aircraft is you know... Who probably has sort of messed up the toilet because you know which seat they're in, you know who that passenger is. But at the same time, you're still sharing a toilet. Men, of course, can't aim properly. They are quite They stand there with both hands behind the back of their head, you know. They've got no idea. It's we over the floor, see if we can write our names. Oh, I've run out. i squeeze it. That's well, as far as you get, isn't it? Women, of course, don't have the luxury of being able to write their name on the toilet floor in wee. It's only men that can do things like that. And that's why, probably, you don't want to share toilets. It's probably because men aren't very hygienic. They've got no idea. Men men don't even think about washing their hands when they come out of the toilet. Why on earth should they think about lifting the seat up? Heavens above. I mean, some women don't do that either. And what do we call them? Slappers. OK, where do you find them? The only way is Essex. You know, you find them on all that Geordie Shore. All these kind of programmes. I did watch a bit of a bit of a, a, a heart rending programme this morning on the television. It was ever so sweet, it was about a man in Australia and what did he look after? He looked after baby kangaroos. And little baby kangaroos whose mummies had been knocked down or chased by packs of dogs or hunted for their meat or things you know, all sorts of things. Because they're big buggers, you don't argue with a kangaroo. And he looked after little Joey's and some of these and he used to have to get it six times a day to feed including a 4am feed, and he has to sit there with this little joey in a pouch. And, uh, and what little joey's like, little baby kangaroos, is the company of other little joeys. And so he went to visit these two women who live down the road from him, and they've also got a little joey sanctuary. And unfortunately, kangaroos get run over in the road, they get hit by lightning, they get attacked by packs of dogs. It's not a great deal of fun being a kangaroo. You know, even though Skippy, 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 the butch kangaroo... You know, you know it, it's not really like that. And this, these women had 13. 13 little babies, and they all sort of happily played together. and It was quite sweet, really. And I thought to myself, gee, I wouldn't mind a, a kangaroo, but I remember going to a fun fair, Donkeys, years ago, and they had a boxing kangaroo. And it was it was big. And this thing, they put boxing gloves on, it could knock you out. They're, they're, they're really, they're very powerful kangaroos. Look at the size of their tails. They balance with those things. But when they're little joeys, they're really cute. And I looked at this bloke, and he was fairly butch, you know, sort of your average, sort of you know. Haven't met a Sheila in about twenty-five years, but uh, I'm looking after a little Joey, and and he was he was quite sweet. I quite liked him actually. I wasn't sure if I was watching a documentary or if it was a film, but either way, it was very good, very good. And I thought we have people like that over here, you know, they take in doggies and pussy cats and things like that, and they look after them, and and it becomes a little bit exhausting. I said the Mad Bird Woman of Twickenham was out the other day. She is so cracked, it's untrue dispensing her filth everywhere as she empties birdseed and bread. I, I, I wanted to say to her yesterday, Yeah, the only good pigeons under the wheels of my car, love? And if I can get four of them at the same time, I'm a much happier person. Because as far as I'm concerned, flying rats, filth, carry every disease known to man. You don't ever... That's why they was, I was so glad when they stopped them, feeding them in Trafalgar Square. There's still a few loonies go down there, feed the blooming things. And they have these filthy pigeons who walk through excrement on the pavement, and then they have them on their hands, and you think... Are you mentally ill or so? What's the matter with you? You don't have pigeons standing on your hand. They carry filth. Filth and illness and... Oh, God. Oh, dreadful, dreadful. Anyway, we've got the gadget competition for today. What are we going to offer today? It's a... Uh... Oh, blimey, that's nice. Oh, I like the... Oh, you'll like this one today. You'll like this one. <laughs> I want to go for this one myself, actually, but I can't. I'm not... Strangely enough, I'm not allowed to. Although I've been rubbish. I've been so rubbish... And identifying the drinks. I was all right for day one. Day two, I think I was. The other day, I had no idea. I had no idea what it was. Luckily, you did. And today? Oh, hello. (laughs) I don't know. We'll find out at about uh, quarter to five this morning. Interesting one, this one. (laughs) We've moved away from vodka, I have to tell you. they have obviously run out of ideas on vodka. I just think, pour it straight down your throat. It's so much easier, isn't it? Do you call it a cocktail? I don't know. I should have brought some of that toffee vodka that they were selling at the Ideal Home show, which I did, enjoy. I did enjoy. I was looking at my cushions lovingly yesterday, thinking, and toffee vodka was so nice, but you've got to keep it chilled in the freezer so it goes a bit glutinous. And you don't mix it with anything. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't mix it with Coca-Cola or anything. would just ruin it completely. you just have little shots of it. And to be honest with you, I should imagine you could probably get through a bottle in an evening because it's like drinking... Oh. I knew I was going to mention yesterday, and I forgot to mention to you, the advert which has got Audrey Hepburn on for Galaxy Chocolate. I said to a friend of mine, isn't it clever how they managed to superimpose her? She said, it's not Audrey Hepburn, it's a lookalike. I said, well, she must be the best lookalike I've ever seen. She's really good. And then I said, realised, of course, it is a lookalike. But you only realise... When you first look at it, you think that they've superimposed her from Roman Holiday or something like that. But it isn't. It's a lookalike. It's an Audrey lookalike. Because they have used people from movies before, where they've superimposed little shots in it, I think I think the boys who do the uh, the telephone thing they- they've been superimposed with some Hollywood celebrities and there was a drink years ago that I think was taken from uh, Ice Cold in Alex, and they used a clip from that, but the Audrey Hepburn thing is a lookalike, she's blooming good though, advertising, I think a chocolate bar, which actually doesn't make any difference to me because I don't really eat uh, chocolate much much, I've lost I'm a chocolate since when I found them again, nearly Easter Nearly Easter, very very excited about Easter. I'm going to be here between four and seven. Uh, Ian says Republic lose. Females make it event, a place to go to chat, sort, make up, adjust. Men go, do the business, and leave. Yes, I mean you never find. And when I used to work at discos, discotheques years ago, I used to get people. You, you get the girls going. Uh, Julie, I'm going to the toilet now. And so the two girls would go to the toilet and they chat. You never go, Brian. I'm going to toilet. You want to come with me? I'm going to the toilet now. It never happens for men. Men don't do things like that. Even in a gay bar, it's never going to happen. You know, you're never going to take your best friend, Ron, you know, off to the toilet with you. But girls go, and yet, strangely enough, somebody wrote to one of the uh, paper... No, somebody wrote to, um, to Duncan, and said that she used to go to gay bars, and men used to use the ladies' toilets in gay bars. Which I think, it's been a bit enough. <laughs> but there again, they're probably more girly than the than the women who use them. And so... I don't have a problem with people using them, provided men know how to clean them up. But sometimes they, sometimes you go to the loo and they haven't even pulled the chain. People are just dirty. And then I don't quite understand why you wash your hands and then you open the door, which is filthy and covered in germs on the handle. Depends how paranoid you become, I suppose. Ian has no, no problem using mixed toilets. I wouldn't have any problem using mixed toilets. Both come out, do our make-up, make sure we look attractive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that'd be good enough for me. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I really wouldn't. Uh, we go through the papers today. They buried some old lag the other day. Some, um... I can't remember where he is now, actually. But anyway, there are pictures in the paper of, of all sorts of baddies. Sort of, so, you know, robbers and things like that. People from a bygone era who, frankly, you thought most of them were dead anyway. I had no idea that uh, some of them were still alive, but they, they put them in the papers today, which is very good and very interesting and very funny. David Beckham over in China, surrounded by fans. Why? Because he was paid to be there, ladies and gentlemen. He doesn't do anything for free nowadays. Old Beck knows how to rake in the golden shilling. So they shove him over there. And it's amazing how how naff he looks when he's not covered in makeup and he's been coiffured and photographed in black and white from one side only. When you actually see him out on the pitch, he just looks like any other ordinary... But I look the same when I play football like that. Here she is. This is the uh, convicted Vicky Price. Ex-wife of Chris... She's a nasty piece of work. She, he, he apparently is getting a good time in prison, because they reckon that she's stitched him up. You've only got to look at her to realise what a bitter, twisted old bag looks like. And this is her, a convicted criminal going to an education class. She's probably writing a diary, I shouldn't wonder. Uh, Brian Reed, what's he talking about? The old papal bully. He's not really a big fan, I think, of of the whole thing and uh, the Jim Bowen lookalike, he says he wants to have a, a poor church for poor people. Yeah, right, it's a business, love. It's a business, you know it, we know it. It's just the fact that it's it's steeped in history. They've been doing it for hundreds of years, the cardinals wander in, looking like red penguins, and off they go, and they do it, and it's, all, it's great, and Catholics go, oh, here's another one for a couple of years, uh, depending on how long they live. I want to pick the younger one. I really do. I don't know why each and every time they go for an old pope. Go for a young one. He's going to live longer. But, of course, they don't really want them to live too long, do they? That's not the whole idea. They're looking to keep the Catholic Church constantly updating. And it's been through its fair share of paedophile uh, abuse, uh, priests abusing young people, the church doing nothing about it, uh, nearly going broke. I think at one point Vatican City was absolutely broke. There was so much corruption going on inside it, and it's quite easy to see how. I don't quite understand. If it's a poor church, and explain this one to me, a poor church for poor people, why is the Pope wearing garments that cost thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds? You know, and you look at all the cardinals. What do you think these are, rented from angels? No, these, these things cost thousands. So, not a poor church for poor people. Rich church telling poor people how to live their lives. That's what it is. LBC, LBC ninety-seven point three. Ferrari after the news at seven o'clock this morning. After the Chancellor delivered his budget, Nick will be talking to people it's supposed to be helping to see what the reality is behind the figures. Plus another unmissable edition of Call Clegg as Nick quizzes the Deputy PM. Although actually he's almost becoming superfluous. He's now able to introduce the programme. He can do it all. He can do it all, but he'll be quizzing him on whether Miliband is right to call Osborne a downgraded Chancellor. And what went on behind the scenes at the Leveson discussion. Nicholas Owen, broadcaster and presenter, is going to be in the studio looking at the papers. We'll go through those uh, this morning. Plus, I'll be telling you uh, as well what our gadget competition is for today, <clears throat> which, is, uh, which is fantastic which is fantastic, Uh, plus a host of celebrities who celebrated Twitter yesterday, including, for some strange reason, Gary Lineker. Was that Gary Lineker who opted out of Twitter a short while ago and then opted back in again? How funny. Were you paid or something by Twitter to sort of go back there? And Robbie Williams. First ever tweet was sent by a guy in California, the Twitter creator Jack Dorsey, in 2006. There are 200 million users worldwide Ten million active in the UK alone. Good luck. I thought there would have been more. Gary Lineker, who's at Gary Lineker, has 1,475,000 followers. He says, I use Twitter... Wait for this. This is an intelligent footballer talking. I use Twitter for the knowledge, the news, the humour, the sport, the ability to eavesdrop on the good and the great, and above all, for the nonsense. Certainly is where your son's concerned, isn't it, love? Poor old George, the rubbish he writes. God, blimey, honestly. Less than intelligent. Less than intelligent. Um, Girls Aloud have... uh, And I read this... um, Girls Aloud have issued a statement um, at, at the end of their 10-tour their performance, uh, confirming... Sorry. Confirming the end of the the end of the band. And it says, Dear Alouders, because that's what they're actually called, you know, it's, it's the play on Girls Aloud, Dear Alouders. We just want to... we s- can can't be emotional. We just want to say from the bottom of our hearts... Thank you. This tour has been an amazing experience. I know, we thought it was hilarious when you kept missing the words, miss miming, all very funny indeed. And the perfect... Sorry, get back in. The perfect chance to say thank you for being on this journey with us through a decade. I know, I've been through more hair curlers, more hair colour than anybody else's tour. I mean, it's, it's, really, I'm quite drained. It has far exceeded any of our dreams. Not that Sarah Harding was there for most of it. Let's face it off with the pixies, wasn't she? Or in the gutter. Or in rehab. And we hope that you are forever your inspiration and reminder that dreams really do glitter. Oh, God. God. <laughs> your love and support will stay with us forever, but we've now come to the end of our incredible time together. Love you lots. <laughs> it's finished. Girls Aloud have gone. Hurrah! Hurrah! Hooray! We finally got rid of the worst miming band in the entire world. Good, good riddance to bad rubbish. Go back to your naff old thing. It did make me laugh the other day. Sorry to sound celebratory, but it did make me laugh that there was a lovely piece of paper. Sarah Harding says, I think the one thing I want to do now is, is do more acting. I think that's that's what... Darling, you can't act. We've seen you. We saw you in your minor part in Centrinians, And that's about it, isn't it, love? We saw you in that ghastly film which was panned by every critic, which had a few other people in, which was dire. I think you and Denise Van Outen... I mean, I, I think it, it... What did it, it took Threepence on the first week. Give up now. Give up now. Uh, as a band, well past your sell buys, And uh, as solo careers, I don't think so. Now you're back in the harsh reality. Now you're back in the real world. Now you're back doing what the rest of the country have to do, getting a job. But I suspect what you'll all do is... Cheryl will sort of pap around with her sort of little dancer boyfriend, little Tray. Uh, so name well it doesn't matter. And uh so Trey and she'll have to pay for him because he's a he's a dancer and he doesn't earn any money. And of course he's gonna be earning even less money now because girls are louder no more. Hurrah! Music lovers everywhere are celebrating. Which is brilliant. And what the rest of them are gonna do, I don't know. Kimberly will probably stay with I should imagine West End shows, musicals, she can go out on tour as a career there. Uh Cheryl can't do anything. You know, she can do some more adverts for L'Oreal and stuff like that. And of course, well, the solo career, if you remember, uh, sort of went went a bit pear shaped. So what they've decided to do is, I think they've decided, probably quite wisely, to put it on hold. To put it on hold. A bit like the whole of Girls Allowed. But then I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew it there was, there was. It just, you know, there's, you know why they went out on tour. They were milking it for the final time. They were doing it to get a bit of a bit of money in. They were doing it to sort of make themselves look a bit interesting, and it was, it was a bit sad, actually. A bit sad. I'll tell you what was a bit sad the other day. There was the funeral in the East End of um, uh, Bruce Reynolds who was the mastermind behind, master behind the great train robbery. Of course, they make it all now out to be... Oh, it was just an old jolly jape, wasn't it? And when you look at how sad... You look at poor old Roddy Biggs. What a sad, pathetic little creature he looks now. In his little wheelchair, you know, he looks like he's about ready to drop his clogs. If only he'd done it some years ago. And then he's, he's sticking two fingers up to the camera, like that. He could barely lift his hand, poor soul. And you look at him and you think, oh, you old crumbly. And then you look at the rest of them. They're all out there, you know notorious mourners comforting each other. The funeral was very well attended. I should imagine it was a case of, you will be there for Dad's funeral, won't you? And they had the usual old suspects turn up. Uh, you know, they're all so old now, and they all look so stupid. <laughs> That's the word. It looks quite fun, the producer thought. <laughs> and uh, Duncan thought being an East End gangster would be fun. Yes, of course, it was fun as long as nobody died, but unfortunately... And then you've got that well-known, well, I don't think his mind's been slightly affected, poor old Dave Courtney who sort of, uh, most people are now saying, we think he's been embellishing his little life, you know, with the craze. Because, frankly, I mean, he didn't look that old now. And uh, the craze died years ago, and they were sort of fairly ancient and past it. And look at them, I've met Tony Lambriano. I've met a few of them. But uh, it's so funny, some of them, they just seem to dress like badly dressed spivs. You know, you look at what poor old David, who might as well be called Davina Courtney, I mean, he's wearing the naffest clothes ever... Where do you get joke outfits like this? Has it come from a mob museum or something? But they all pitched up, and of course they buried poor old Reynolds in one of these baskets. You know, which is they're never the easiest things to carry. I know. I've seen people nearly drop them in the past. They all go out there. But it was the, it was a sight of Ronnie Biggs making an obscene gesture. Poor old has been honestly. Never mind, love. Failure to the last. Failure to the last. But the rest of them turn up A lot of jewellery on display. You get a lot of jewellery out there. A lot of black and and a lot of people a lot of people Oh we've actually got it Have we got oh we've actually got it we've we got the, there's a clip on YouTube, I suppose. Of Oh, it doesn't look at all like Ronnie Biggs. Oh, there's some stupid advert. I wish you could skip these adverts straight away. They drive me mad. But they were all there. So they've got Ronnie Biggs sitting in his wheelchair. You know, funeral's all right. It doesn't matter who it is. I, I couldn't care less, actually. But it's, it's when they sort of make a, he went on an incredible journey. He was a crook. He was a two-bit crook. You know, Ronnie Biggs had to come back to the country because he was becoming ill. And he thought, where can I get free medication? I know, I'll come back to the cupboard. They should have sh- thrown him straight back in prison again, which they did. And then his son lied and said, oh, he's going to die within hours. So they let him out. Look at it, frail, old sod, poor son. Look, I love the way he's sticking fingers up to them. Oh, God, it's, it's lovely when your mind goes. First of all, your legs go, and then your mind goes. And there he is. It's, it's uh, He's loving it. It's obviously some sort of funny little thing for him, isn't it? Whereas, in fact, people just point and laugh at you now, mate. Never mind. And then they've got a few others who say... Dave, I don't know where Dave Courtley's getting his outfits from. There must be a fancy dress shop round there. Where are you getting them from, Dave? Goodness sake, honestly, why can't you just wear a normal suit? They all sort of cling on to their past, don't they? You know, it's like pearly kings and queens, I suppose. But, uh, at least he got, some, got a few flowers. But it was Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie Biggs who makes the paper stick in two fingers up. Very funny. Very funny. Uh, i tell you what is going on as well. The V&A Museum. There's a piece written in the mirror today in the mirror um, and it's it's on the David Bowie exhibition which is at the VNA and the reporter here Alan Palmer has uh, said there's a huge neon lightning bolt taken from the his his makeup which is now they say uh, greeting visitors at the normally rather staid VNA museum Well, quite clearly Alan you haven't been there for years love there's nothing staid about the V&A at all. It's got the best restaurant and canteen. It's got the best layout of anything. If you think that's staid, you must be off your trolley. You need to get down there, mate. Educate yourself. What an idiot. Alan Palmer writing and calls it staid. They've had, they've had more top exhibitions than you've had, you've had centre features. There's nothing stayed about the V&A. Obviously, he's one of these old fuddy-duddies, I should imagine. He's probably not been to a museum in ages and hasn't got any idea what goes on. Young people, join there now, Alan. That doesn't include you, of course. But no, there's nothing stayed about the V&A. It's got the, uh, the Bowie exhibition. Of course, David Bowie has not seen the exhibition or made any contact with anybody from it. He's given them access uh, to use the archive. He took a back seat, and that's it, because that's part of the mystery that David Bowie likes to create about himself. You know, all these years later, he gets an album and it goes to number one. 42,000 tickets are sold. There is still... I bet you anything. People will now be going on to Amazon and YouTube and iTunes and downloading David Bowie albums because Ziggy Stardust, Aladdin Sane, their albums just full of fantastic tracks. Full of fantastic tracks. I mean, I grew up with David Bowie. Well, not actually with him. He was in a different house. You know, I was, like, miles away. Wouldn't even meet. I don't even know him. Don't even know him. But there was something about the music. Everybody loved it. You know, from Gene Genie all the way through to Aladdin Sane. And uh, Ziggy played guitar. (laughs) I could do a fairly good impression of David Bowie, but I I won't bother it. I won't bother you with it now. I could do a fairly good one of Girls Aloud. Goodbye. There you go. It's my Girls Aloud impression. Uh, Thank you for all the glitter. Yeah, right. And the alcohol, and the falling down in gutters, and the rehab, and thank you for helping us mime, and uh, thank you for giving us Cheryl Cole, <coughs> and thank you for giving us all those other nice people, and our fans as well, who are called Alouders. I've never heard of that before, I didn't I didn't realise that they had a name. I I had my own name for the Girls Allowed fans, and it certainly wasn't Alouders, let me tell you. But there again we had names for the Bross fans, Beatles fans. Beatles fans were just, I think, called Beatles fans. And so Girls allowed. they're called Alouders. Makes them more interesting. But anyway, they basically stuck two fingers up to you because you didn't support the tour as well as you could have done. And I believe one of the gigs had to be cancelled due to complete lack of interest. Bit of a shame, isn't it? Bit of a shame. Still to come, my gadget competition for this morning. It's an absolute... I think you're going to go for this one. Although, whether you know the answer to the question remains to be seen. You'll have to wait for about 15 minutes. I like keeping you dangling on the end but like a carrot. It's LBC well not like a carrot at all. Some of you look like vegetables, other vegetables. It's LBC ninety seven point three at Steve Allen's early breakfast, and it's four thirty Steve Allen. Oh how funny. I found that mental old one from yesterday. She now thinks we're going to mention her on the programme. Having been so mentally ill about poor old Colleen. No, she's... I wonder who I'd send to the junk bin. No, you remain there, Hannah, unfortunately, love. You stay there forever and a day now. And that's. I, I thought I recognised the uh, the writing. I think it's a bloke. I think she's, it's a bloke writing as a woman. Certainly looks like one, anyway. 8 for 850, oh, Guess he's up to his old tricks? Oh, yes. <clears throat> it's a scam. I mention scams because I like to make people aware of them. The, 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 this is a fantastic one. It's uh, highlighted by the mirror today. What you do is you offer a vehicle hire service, raking customers by undercutting your rivals. Next, you take deposits and you don't supply the vehicles. Finally, you don't give refunds. Job done. The master of this blatant rip-off is somebody called Hammond Kumar. Hammond Kumar comes from Leicester. He's a crook. He's a nasty little piece of work. He's a thieving person. He's had more companies closed down than you've had hot dinners, ladies and gentlemen. His shameful track record began with A1 National Car and Van Rental Limited which resulted in hundreds of complaints going to trading standards. And uh, they told him that he couldn't do anything else and he just carried on. So remember the name, Hammond Kumar. Just be very careful. If it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. No such thing as a free lunch. And uh, here he is. There's a picture of him in the paper today. He's a blatant crook. So if anybody offers you this and says, we do this and this, you check them out. Don't go by their websites all the time. Don't go by the website. What you have to do is you have to go and find out from other people. Have you used this company before? Check them out. You know, put it into Google. That's a very good way of checking things nowadays. And you'll find that Hammond Kumar is a crook. And he employs, uh, well, let's just call him some thuggish people who assaulted the... uh, Penman and Summerlad, who run this column in the Daily Mirror, and threw stones. He's quite clearly a nasty little piece of work. Luckily, he's in Leicester. If he comes down to London, I'll let you know. Uh, 84850, Johnny says, tourists hail my cab and ask for Walford Station. I take them to Watford and tell them I'm hard of hearing. Actually, Johnny, you could tell me. Come on, you're a cab driver. I tried to get the answer yesterday from somebody. I saw a licensed cab the other day, black cab, with a driver smoking in the cab. Now, that's illegal, isn't it? That is illegal. Tell me that's illegal, because it's a, it's a place of work. You know, if you're not allowed to smoke in the back and they've got little signs go, please do not smoke, then you've got the driver at the front puffing away on a few fags. That's a cigarette, incidentally, or in some cab driver's case, it might not be. Uh, it's illegal, isn't it? Do tell me. Uh, Marissa says, I love the Kangaroo documentary too. Kangaroo, Dundee was the title. It was, I thought that was really good. I thought it was really good. It, it, kind, of, it kind of put a smile on my face. Because there was this big Butch Aussie bloke looking after kangaroos, little baby kangaroos. But little baby kangaroos get bigger every day, and they were lovely. They was put it, but the trouble is, it was pining. Its hair started to fall out, and they have uh, they don't do baths. Kangaroos don't do baths. They 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 make a plaintive sound when they're calling for their mother. But his mother was killed in a roadkill, and that's what happens to a lot of them. And the little joey, the mum's killed. The little joey's there going, mum, mum. Mum and then, Mum 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 Like those little dolls you used to have years ago. You know, used to dip mum mm, No, just me again. No, do you know, I have one of those? I had a teddy that did the same. He, he wasn't supposed to say anything, but he had a little squeaker eh, like that. He sounded like he had indigestion. And you'd turn him on his back and eh. Yeah. You'd had dolls that talked. That's called a baby brother or sister, dear, it's not a doll that talks. God in heavens. She, I've said to her before, Begged her, don't drink, don't drink. She said, it was good enough for Sarah Harding. And that's the kind of thing that we got now. And I said, yes, but Sarah Harding's better now. And she said, and I can't sing either. I said, well, there you go. You know, it's the best you can manage, isn't it? It is only, God, it's Thursday, isn't it? I don't know where the time's gone this week. Thank goodness. Thank goodness I was wrong. I was, fi- I was wrong on two things this week. I was wrong on two things. Firstly, I was wrong on, um, on, uh, Jeff Brazier. Although I'm still keeping that in reserve, I've decided. Uh, The more I thought about it yesterday, the more I thought I'm keeping that in reserve, just in case he does something that's silly, and I shall tell everybody. And and then the other thing was the snow. I predicted snow, and then I discovered that there's no snow, and yet in Scotland, where a friend of mine was going the other day, I said, they've just closed a 100 schools, because they've got snowdrifts bigger than your granny? And it's, you know, you could lose, you could lose milk bottles in snowdrifts. It was really bad, so they closed 100, 100 things, which was terrible, wasn't it? Um what else we got in the papers? It's trying to find so It's all, it's all, um I'm afraid, stories about the budget and whether you're better off or worse off. At the end of the day, I don't think you'll notice anything. I don't think they've actually given you anything at all. All right, so they've kept fuel duty at the same price, but you and I know it goes up and down like a yo-yo, doesn't it? Ridiculous. Um Uh, Martin says the door in the podcast booth is still squeaking. We haven't opened the door in weeks. Oh, she had a coughing fit one day. That was it. She had a coughing fit one day, which was she had to go out the studio quickly. But we don't use WD-40 around here, Martin. You might use it in your day-to-day life, but uh, it doesn't feature in us. Uh, I like your singing, but it's bush kangaroo, says Dawn, not butch kangaroo. No, no, it's definitely Butch Kangaroo, isn't it? Skippy, 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 the Butch Kangaroo. Butch, Butch, Butch. Skippy, 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 a friend of a true. Somebody caught in the mine. Quick, we must go. They're immediately Skippy. What, they're dying? This this kangaroo was amazing. It spoke to people. Uh, Somebody said, what have you had for breakfast? Uh, Porridge, this morning. Porridge. Very exciting. I'm trying to be healthy. I had porridge and then a yakult at home. It's a new language. And, uh, because I've got all these... It's supposed to be good for bacteria. but to be honest with you, I've probably left it a bit late in life to start worrying about things like that. I'd rather have a plate of chips... You know, that Duncan driving home, you know. I can understand why, at the end of his shift, he drives... I used to do the same thing. You drive home, and you think, well, if I'm going to be home by, say, six o'clock, I could actually squeeze in a small burger or some, you know, or some Kentucky or something on the way. Because that was the, that was the time it tasted the best. Later on is when you'll pay the price. Uh, here are pictures of uh, that well-known drip. They must be daft in America. Lindsay Lohan. I mean, why they've not put her to sleep and put everybody out of her misery, I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, here we go. Uh... On, in July 24th, 2007, drink driving, cocaine possession, OK? Uh, then, getting even more stupid, driving under the influence on November the 15th, 2007. Uh, July the 20th, 2010, she apparently was quite good for about a year, uh, violating the terms of her probation. September the 24th, same year, failing a mandatory drugs test. Uh, October, failing to perform community service, and now reckless driving and obstructing police. She's a compulsive liar. I wasn't driving the car. Yes, you were, you old bag. Take her in prison. I down on this gurney here. Little injection. You know, every problem solved. It's as simple as that. <laughs> I think you have to. Listen, I mean, why are they wasting so much time on somebody who is a habitual liar and a criminal? Why are they wasting t- Why do they go through a charade? Is it so police officers can get their photograph taken with her? Because they're, uh, they're actually sort of walking into court with her, with her dark glasses on. Take them off! take them off. Robin says, does that mean your fans can be called the Alaners? The Alleners? No, I mean, no, I, oh, I don't think so, I'm afraid. You know, I, I don't, no, I don't think so. The Alleners? No, I mean, I, I, we don't have things like that. We're just, you know, we're just, you know, we're not in show business. We're not in that hurly-burly world of sort of the deranged. As somebody said, you know, you really want to be Little Minx's designer. Sorry, Little Mix. uh their designers. Because quite clearly, the ones they've got at the moment are having a laugh at your expense. At your expense. Apparently, Johnny says, yes, fine up to five grand for smoking in a cab. Also, if an account customer complains, you're thrown off the circuit. Really? Now, that's interesting. That's an interesting... Johnny, thank you for that. That's very interesting because I've seen quite a number of boys smoking in the cabs late at night around Piccadilly And I thought you're not supposed to be smoking. I mean, now, does it make a difference if there's somebody in the back of the cab? If, if he's driving around by himself with his light on, because there's only must be, you know, if he's driving home with the light off, that means he's not for hire. And presumably then he can smoke if he's got his light on. He's touting for business. He can't smoke. And if he's got a customer in the back, he can't smoke. I'm assuming that's what... I'm assuming. It must be... It's it's obviously a bit more complicated than I thought it was. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk. And, um... Another one here. Jamie says, in the news bulletin, Rupert mentioned the Archbishop becoming the head of the Anglican Church. Isn't the Queen the head of the Church? Well, she's the head of the Church of England. It's It's a figurehead position. So, uh, who is the boss? Well, it's a bit of a difficult one, actually. It's God is the, is the boss. When it comes down to it, ultimately, he is the big boss. He's the one who decides. He's the one who sits on the cloud and goes, it's you! And that's, and that's how it works. There's, you know, the, obviously, it's, it's a figurehead. It's like you know, the Queen addressing Parliament. The speech is written by the Prime Minister's office. The Queen doesn't sit down and go, my fellow countrymen... I'm delighted to be sitting here with you again today, wearing some very, very expensive clothes. It's uncanny, isn't it? uh, You know, sometimes it's almost as if she walked into the room... Good morning, Your Majesty. Hello, Steve. You know, it's it's almost like she was sitting down here. (laughs) Not really. Not really. Uh, In an effort to try and get more people to watch uh, Ant and Dec, they've uh, released, through their press office, uh, a joker... A joker thing. It's, it's one of their bad acting parts. This is where, where Declan Donnelly dresses up as somebody and Harry Styles is on. So you've got One Direction on this Saturday. That'll guarantee an audience for the One Direction fans. The rest of it will be just the same, you know, copying of every other programme on the television, I'm afraid. Dex says, I faked an asthma attack. They panicked and I hyperventilated. That was lovely, that, isn't it? I love people faking, you know, that. Perhaps you could fake death. Fake death next time round. Make it marginally more interesting for us, uh, for us all. They're telling you the paper the carved lamb. I had lamb the other day. It's lovely. Very nice. Very nice indeed. I'm, I'm sort of. I'm quite good. At, I'm so good at doing vegetables now. When I say good at doing them, I'm good at eating them. I never used to eat vegetables. Can't bear the blooming things. Cannot bear them. I see that they um, they've uh, nicked Jim Davidson again. He went in to a police station and he's been quizzed over fresh sex attack allegations. He's on stage, I think, tonight in someplace at the moment. He's obviously doing the rounds and he's uh, strenuously denied these allegations. And I suspect that what these are is this, oh, I've got to do my competition in a moment. i going to like this one. I suspect it's the same sort of allegations as the Dave Lee Travers ones. These go back to <clears throat> it's inappropriate touching. And we've tried to have this discussion before. And to be honest with you, it's very difficult because, as people keep saying to me, things were different then. Things were different. I'm going I'm to talk to Linda Barker today she 's uh, going to be in chatting about various things and i 'm going to ask her because i haven 't actually asked people before on an in conversation if it 's a woman in the business, and i don 't know why i 've never crossed my mind actually i 'd have done it the other day with Gloria Hunniford, but uh, she 's not very well at the moment, so she had to to pull out but i 'm going to ask Linda Barker whether she knows without naming men in the industry who, have, who you know, are known to women in the industry as being people that do touch. You know, that... I'll tell you who was, who was very bad at it. Rod Hull. Rod Hull, and emu. He was very bad at touching. There was a lot of this sort of... I mean, apart from the emu, quite clearly. I mean, that in itself was a crime against animals, stuffed or otherwise. But, um, no, he was very bad. I mean, we had a reporter, and she said he was he was sort of groping. And that was... I remember that. That's just come back to me now. But I'm going to ask her if, if she knows people in the business who are notorious for doing that kind of thing. Because I think it's generational. But I could be wrong quarter to five this is Lb's Steve Allen be still be still it's too exciting this morning I realize that you're probably a very excited a very excited group of people Charlie on a way to work is very excited this morning you should be because it's the LBC 97.3 gadget giveaway yes yesterday Victoria vanaga from Eltham, hope I pronounced your name correctly, Victoria. Correctly identified. Wait for it. And many of you didn't. That a vodka, Kalua, and cream make up a White Russian, and she got herself a fabulous HTC mobile phone. Ooh! <coughs> Very smart. Well done, Victoria. And today, wait for it. Brace yourselves. Pull into the side of the road. Get prepared to scream. I'm giving away a Samsung Galaxy S3 mini tablet which is Samsung's answer to the iPad Mini. It runs on the Android operating system. You could get your hands on it at 6.30 this morning. So, one lucky listener, could be you, could be you, will win the Samsung Galaxy S3 Mini tablet today by answering this question correctly. All right, here we go. What kind of cocktail is made up of light rum, pineapple juice and coconut cream? What kind of cocktail is made up of light rum, pineapple juice and coconut cream? See all the boys in Sandy's going, no idea. To enter, you text the word gadget, G-A-D-G-E-T, and you then put your answer and you send that to 84850 before 6.30 this morning. Okay. so what kind of cocktail is made up of light rum, Pineapple juice and coconut cream. You text the word GADGET, G-A-D-G-E-T, followed by your answer and send it to 84850 before 6.30. Text will cost pound fifty plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered, but you may still be charged. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. And all I can say to you is good luck. It's our gadget competition. Four today at 11 minutes to five, I shall... I'm having a good picture of it now, actually. It's got a four-inch screen, a one-gigahertz dual-core processor, five-megapixel camera, and uh, it's got LED flash. Uh, It's also got an Android 4.1 Jelly Bean. It weighs 111 grams. It's got a a battery, quite clearly. It's got loads... It looks really nice, actually. 16-gigabyte tablet. Very nice, indeed. Very, very nice... So it's to rival the iPad Mini. So just check it out online. You can see exactly what it looks like. Good luck. I'll mention that again a little bit later on. We're trying to find out if the if the Audrey Hepburn thing... You see, I think on the Galaxy advert, uh, I thought it was a look-alike. A friend of mine said it's a lookalike, And somebody else said, no, no, she's been superimposed. It's computer. In the same way that they've put Marilyn Monroe in things and everybody else. So we're just having a, a check online now just to find out... Uh, Mel B is in the papers, eh? so she's posthumously starred in a chocolate... How can you do that? I mean, I, I know it's a stupid question, I wish I'd not asked it, actually, now, because I've probably opened a can of worms. But if somebody's dead, can you take their image and use it, or do you need to check with the family? Oh, the ch- her children sold it. <gasps> Did they really? Oh, Lord, that's a bit strange, isn't it? So, she'd be proud, she liked chocolate. Moon, river... Wider than a mile. Do you think she'd be proud? I don't know. They're happy to see the beloved star brought back to life. I suppose she... I mean, in a way I could see it. Of course, the other side of me, the cynical side of me, just goes, it's um, it's a way of making money out of your dead mother. She liked chocolate. Let's justify it. How much are you paying? You know, I could see it now. And they said she'd be proud to feature, which they say was a treat that always lifted her spirit. Moon river. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate River. Oh, well, there you go. Her sons, Sean Ferrer and Luca Doty, both approved and profited from the commercial. Ooh, worries me a little bit. I don't know why I shouldn't do It's not my mother. Why should I worry about it? Oh, James Arthur, the attractive one. Still going, apparently. Uh, has had a tattoo done of King Arthur. And uh, he spent a total of 50 hours under the needle of celebrity tattooist Kevin Paul. That's where the freebie comes in. Okay, that's the freebie for poor old James Arthur, who probably hasn't got any money to afford to pay 50 hours. And so we've now got a celebrity tattooist. I've never heard of him either, ladies and gentlemen. Mel B has been banned from switching reality shows. She stars on Australia's X Factor for the Seven Network, but rival Channel Nine tried to poach her. Seven went to court and won a temporary ban, banning her from appearing on TV for anybody else until 2014. (laughs) Ha ha, you can't do it. There you go, there you go. Uh, I bought my ticket for David Bowie's exhibition at the V&A for my birthday in May. You're right, they're selling out Vase says Patrick. It is true. Dorman Don in Bracknell says, it's cold here. Uh, Charlie, see you Saturday. Saturday. And uh, one here says, uh, I adore your programme. Uh, you are without doubt the most wonderful human being in the entire world. Gorgeous, attractive. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, very awesome. On Tuesday morning... Says uh, Steve, the milky. I was trying to get to work in Edmonton from Enfield Town, the scene of the gas leak. I couldn't access my car and there were no buses, trains or cabs. I hailed a black cab who had been affected by the roadblocks around Enfield and he kindly dropped me to work free of charge. He said, good luck, mate. What goes round comes round. I hope you gave him some milk. I hope you gave him something. Uh, 84850 says, I was just spying at your Olympic photos, the one where you're sitting on a bench... Is that a Mohican quiff you're sporting? Actually, strangely enough, the bloke who was showing us around the Olympic garden died. He died. I was... Uh, nothing to do with me, I hate. Uh, Steve, no smoking in cabs. No smoking at all, working or not. Unless it's an electronic fag. Oh, they're ridiculous. Aren't oh, they just so stupid? They are everywhere, these... Ele- she doesn't smoke it in the office, does she? Oh, she doesn't, really. Very naughty. Very naughty. You know, they're they're barred from pubs as well. They're from pubs because some of them contain nicotine. They do contain nicotine, in these—I know people say, "Oh, it's only," but it's—it's just—it's ridiculous. It's not always water vapor. Sometimes you put cartridges in, which have got different things in. I don't want to mention any more. Don't want to mention any more. Oh, there's a lovely. But where did I find this bit earlier on? I—I I, I found a bit which was so so hor- horrifying that I, I nearly passed out. I nearly passed out. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where did I find the blooming thing? It was—it was an interesting. It must have been in... Let's have a think. Is it going to be in the Mirror? No, it's not. Is it going to be in the Express? They're going to reunite this morning's team in Liverpool. God knows why. It's obviously... There's some strange thing going on on with this one. And it's... Um, it was a piece where Richard Madeley. You can't shut him up, can you, really? Uh, he said that, I was up in um, Liverpool with Judy, who's promoting her book. She can't go by herself. I think she's too fragile and so so Richard goes with her all the time and he said we're going to reunite everybody except John Leslie. Well, you have the weatherman as well jumping around on the map and all these other people. So they're all going to be reuniting in Liverpool for uh, this morning. Eamon Holmes will be going, of course. I don't think he ever did it from Liverpool, though. I don't think he ever did it from Liverpool. I'm trying to remember who actually did it from there. I mean, it was the saving grace of Richard and Judy, and then they decided to move from London, and that's where it all went pear-shaped. Went pear-shaped. They ended up on Channel 4 or something, and then they broadcast from a broom cupboard, and then it just disappeared. And uh, I don't know why you'd bother to reunite it. I mean, it was of its period. It worked, and then it didn't work. You know, Judy then got photographed because she put on a lot of weight and then, you know, things got a bit pear-shaped and then they had all sorts of other troubles. And every time I see pictures of Judy now, she looks like she's on her last legs or something. Can't understand it. She was always the strong one, I hoped. I hoped. Uh, other stories in the paper today. In fact, they, they've done a piece uh, in The Express on uh, Brian's boys. This is uh, Brian from Roxy Music. This is Brian Ferry and his sons, who are so stuck up. It's almost an embarrassment, really. They've had a good education, and uh, they've all had run-ins with the law. You know, Otis, who really thinks he's above the law, but he's just a silly little girl's blouse. Uh, I think Merlin is the latest one who's had his little run-in, and if you're caught with a knife again, girly boy, you're going to prison, and they'll love people like you in there. Then you've got Isaac. I can't remember what Isaac did. He looks like he sort of wandered off an old craze movie. Then you've got Brian, Otis, and Tara. Or perhaps he's called Tara, because that's what people say. Tara! I don't know, uh, Otis, who's named after a lift. And, and they, they've all, I think one of them has had run-ins with the law. They're, they're, it says, but unlike their Roxy music singer dad, more than one of them has had run-ins with the law. I mean, Otis was in and out. One of them was expelled from Eton, I think, because he wrote a letter to an anti-hunt campaigner. They're all into hunting, and shooting and fishing, which is rather a strange thing, isn't it? So stuck up because, and so nouveau riche, because their father's working class, mining family, comes from a little house. No oil paintings on the wall or stuff like that. Just happened to marry well. And still doing, a good looking boy the around. You know, that's all very Brian Ferry. It was all very sort of Roxy music time. Do the Strad Love. And all kind of that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, he's got wayward sons. Don't appreciate anything. I can't do any more. But it was quite good, though, wasn't it? It's not a bad impression for this time of the morning. It's what you get for two chocolates. Woohoo! And um, and so you look at all the sons and you think, no, you're just working class stock, love. You just you just nouveau riche. You've been handed it all on a plate. And frankly, you know, when you start thinking you're above the law, that's when they're going to come down heavy on you because they're going to be looking for you. And silly little, silly little um, Merlin was driving without any insurance. An idiot to the first order, I'm afraid. Uh, Otis, well, silly little girl's blouse, went to prison, I believe, you know, because he quite clearly didn't sort of think that they were... I'm I'm Otis Ferry. Well, you're going to prison, love, aren't you? Off you go. And uh, poor old Brian has obviously got no control over them whatsoever. But there again, when you think that Brian Ferry is going out with the girlfriend of his oldest son... She went out with the... and then goes out with the father. That's what I call somewhat peculiar, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what your family's like, but I don't think our family was ever like that. Uh, 84850, steve lbc.co.uk. Uh, another person here says, I love your programme in the morning. Well, there's not much choice, is there? Uh, Sue-Anne went to see Les Mis, the best show opera ever. It's good, isn't it? It is good. What, the film you saw? Or you went to see the show? If you saw the show, it's brilliant. Oh, so here's, here's Audrey... And there she is, superimposed. How lovely, that lovely car. And here she is opening a bar of galaxy. That's not her face. That's her. So they've obviously used about three images, haven't they? It's like, you know, when you sometimes see people and you look at them and you think, you know, I suppose you could be computer generated. You might not be. I don't know. Uh, I want my boys to have a normal childhood. Jeff Brazier's got a feature in the Express today. This is, do you know how long ago since Jade Goody died? Come on. Four years. Four years since Jade Goody died, and hardly left any money at all. Hardly oh, left any money at all, because she never paid tax. Four years, she hadn't paid any tax, because she was one of those people, like, uh, like loads of, what? Oh, I got angry yesterday again. How strange. I was watching the Alan Titchmar show, and he put on Lorne Spicer, who does one of these antique type programs. Another one who made herself bankrupt couldn't be bothered to pay a tax, any for little peasants out there. And all of a sudden, I think the producers on Alan Titchmar's show must have changed because they've given him some really naff guests. You know, the standard of, of guests has dropped phenomenally. It's put Lauren Spicer on there. You know, a bankrupt who can't be bothered to pay a tax. She's earned the money. And yet every time I see her on the television, I'm afraid, click, it goes off. It really does. I know that Alan's busy. I think he needs, he needs to get a handle on his programme because they, they put Andrew Stone on. He's up on an assault charge very shortly. You know, Alan Titchmarsh is above that, let me tell you. He's much too nice for that kind of thing. But I tell you, I wouldn't, have I? Uh Making me hungry, talking chocolate, says Johnny. And they did the posthumous thing with Bob Monkhouse not that long ago. But, you know, you're right, they did. And Johnny says, when I drive my minibus on jobs, people smoke. I threw two drunks out on the M4 one night because they wouldn't stop. Well, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Filthy habit. Filthy habit. News at five. Here it comes. On FM. With Steve Allen. Morning. That's it. No, there's no follow-on from that. It's just morning. Because it's Thursday. We're nearly at the weekend. It's nearly payday again. So, do you know, it is... I mean, I know it's, we get excited. We go, oh, it's nearly payday. Very excited. Very... And all I keep thinking is, this year is whizzing through. We're coming up into April. Mage... Christmas decorations, July, August, wrap presents, you know, September, October, snow, and then deck the halls with boughs of holly, Follow you know, and then we're back to that one again. I can't believe it's whizzing through so quickly. It's absolutely unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, it's nice to be paid, don't get me wrong, I mean, I'm always always very grateful when, when money arrives in, and it, and it does always arrive in, and thank God. I was appalled, says Randolph, yesterday, when settling down to watch the new comedy show, Anna and Katie on Channel 4. Was the show meant to be funny? The sketch showed three women on a talk show called Congratulations, uh, plural, mimicking a Jamaican accent very badly. Really? strangely, what strange thing. What was, what was Channel 4 thinking? I don't know. I don't even know what it is. So it, it doesn't really help, actually. <laughs> but you do get that. J- um, Jim Davidson used to mimic... He used to do a character called Chalky. Do you remember? And, and he used to do a Jamaican accent. And, in fact, I was watching a programme... What was I watching the other day? It must have been some film from the from the 60s or 70s, and, and it was all white, except for the bus conductor, who was black. All of a sudden, we'd wheeled in a black bus conductor. And I remember thinking, there was that time in London... When all the bus, you know, in the days where we had bus conductors, happy days, you know, and they were all black because they came over. All the guys came over and ladies as well. And I remember they actually pitched up in on the buses. There was there was a series where all of a sudden you had a few black characters walking through and, and and they were sort of introducing it slowly. But the whole of the bus system was all run and the underground system by all the all the guys and girls coming over. And I remember thinking then, gosh, now you don't even see a bus conductor. You get the drivers. It's not the same, is it? We used to like having a bus conductor coming down with the tickets. And you'd smile and you'd go, fruppance, I'm going all the way. (laughs) And they'd smile and go, of course you are. (laughs) 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk. I'm going to um, um, go through my gadget competition again because it's a goodie. And if you have just woken up, I know what you're like. You're lying there in bed thinking, should I have a piece of toast, go to the toilet, clean my teeth or listen to Steve's gadget competition. Okay, we go to the toilet first, then, and we'll do the gadget competition in a second. Um, uh, Listening to you in the library, says Barbara, finally a student nurse, while writing up up my dissertation. I've been here since 9am. 9am? What, what, from yesterday? Or are you just, are you in another time slot? She says, the girls allowed impression, hilarious. Thank you. I think they've all been fairly good this morning. I have to be honest, I think I've excelled myself today. If you don't download today's programme, you're in big trouble. OK. Even my friend said to me the other day, and he knows me, he said, very funny this week. Very, very funny programmes. Worth worth downloading, I think. Uh, Max, who's a cab driver. Thank you, Max. Who says, smoking in the cab is against the law, regardless of having passengers or not. Does that also apply to light on, light off? So if you're, in other words, you finish for the night or whatever it is, and you're driving home, and you're not going to pick up a fare on the way home, does that mean you can smoke, or is it just verboten, full stop? That's why, I, I, you know, I understand... Smoking in the cab against the law, but if you've got your light off and you're going home or you're using the car for your own personal pleasure you know if you, if you don't have another vehicle do, does that does that work I don't know I don't know do let me know uh, Reese says you are a classic makes me sound like an old motor car doesn't it really and a lot of people ask about the uh, the lBC app, and there is they're working on an app at the moment so you can listen live. Joe Pike told me this. He, he, he tw- for some reason he tweeted on my, on my tweet yesterday and it was, what did he say? I'll find it actually, after, after RJ was telling me it was snowing in Glasgow. Yeah, Joe says, you can listen live. We are currently building an app for LEC Podcast 2. Are you aware of this? I wasn't aware of that one. But we do get them up very, very quickly. Um, I so miss the British weather, says James. Anyway, I always use the LBC app, but often it's not in sync with the show by a long way. Well, they're rebuilding that at the moment. They understand what the problem is. And and it's also because you're listening from a long way away. A long way away. And I've not picked up my greeting from Horea. I will, actually. I, sh- I shall find it eventually. There are certain computers I can't pick these things up from. Can I do it from here? Oh, right. Can I do, it on, can I do that one there, then? Let's do that one. Oh, right. Because up until now, I've, I've sort of been a little bit remiss on picking... I tried to pick up as many as I could this morning. And Horea uh, says, thank you for being there for the past 31 years. It says, a ray of sunshine in my life. you have very... 31 years. How is this possible? How is this possible? I must have started very young. But, uh, no, it says, have brighter lives because of you. I know I sure do. Yeah, we, we, are, we do become a little bit like the NHS sometimes. A lot of people, and I know it sounds quite daft, but at this time, and there's more people listening to this programme than at any other time, there's no other radio station that comes anywhere near LBC 97.3. It's very sweet. I have a little bit of competition going with a couple of friends of mine on other radio stations, and they always go, you're here and we're down here, but at least we're at least we're second. That's, that's always quite good, I don't mind that. I had a long discussion with Toby Anstis the other day about the people who died, because we lost Frank Thornton, and Toby couldn't... Re- Couldn't remember who we'd lost in Are You Being Served. He thought he played Mr. Rumbold. I said, no, no, no. I said, he was Captain Peacock. And he said, well, who's Captain... Who's Mr. Rumbold? I said, well, he's still alive. He's still alive. But all the rest of the original cast have gone as well. So that's why. Uh, Safa in Durham is doing an undergrad dissertation on dietary intake. And your show keeps me going. I love the idea. Dietary intake. Do you know what I can eat now? Peanut butter on toast. I could eat peanut butter on toast, but I'm I'm not. Uh Jimmy says, looking forward to your C D of David Bowie and Brian Ferry cover songs. <laughs> Hope it's available to download. Yes, I could do that. I could do all of them actually. Funny thing is you become quite brave in the morning, don't you? Don't you? No, just me again. Now listen, if you've just woken up it's ten past five. I know it sounds horrendous, I know it sounds horrendous. But we have the gadget giveaway for today and I I think you'll like this one. In fact, you've liked them all this week. I see no reason why this one should be any different, because yesterday, let me just big up Vanessa Vanaga. Is it Vanessa Vanaja from Eltham? Well done, because the, uh, Victoria correctly identified that vodka, Kalua, and cream make a white Russian and got herself a fabulous HTC mobile phone. We've had a Nikon camera, we've had an iPad mini. Now, today... I'm giving away the Samsung Galaxy S3 Mini tablet. You've probably seen it. It's very nice. I was only looking at it the other day in a, in a well-known department store. This is Samsung's answer to the iPad Mini. It runs on the Android operating system. Uh, you could get your hands on it at 6.30 this morning because one lucky listener will win the Samsung Galaxy S3 Mini tablet today just by answering this question correctly. What kind car, Listen carefully... What kind of cocktail is made up of light rum, pineapple juice and coconut cream? What kind of cocktail is made up of light rum, pineapple juice and coconut cream? To enter this Gadget giveaway, you text the word GADGET, G-A-D-G-E-T, then your answer... And send it to 84850. Must get here before 5.30, so you're all right for time at the moment. I shall remind you nearer, just as, you know, as it gets a little bit too near 6.30. The text will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. If you text this after the closing time, you won't be entered, but you may still be charged. Full terms and conditions, online at lbc.co.uk. And as I said last time, and the time before, good luck. Good luck. Uh, Somebody's uh, written in and say, do you like anybody? No? Why should I? What's the point? What's the point? It's like, uh, this is Del, the London cabby. Oh, that's rich from you. Pot, kettle and black. Hello? Uh, Can you take... South of the river, mate, you must be having a laugh. You're having a giraffe, aren't you, on that one? Uh, Somebody says here, you're so on form this morning. Thank you. Uh, The show. Stalls downstairs. Love the songs. Better than Aida. This was Les Miserables. It's a great show, Les Miserables. If you've seen the film... And hopefully the film, well, in fact, I know it has, uh, the film has encouraged people to go to see the show. So the show is now selling out again. its I mean, it's its just done phenomenally well, phenomenally well. Uh, on the subject of the smoking again, oh, back with, uh, with Max again. He says, even if you're going home after work, you are still not allowed to smoke. It's a law by the public carriage office as the cab is a public vehicle, just like a public place where you can't smoke. Greatest show on earth, he says. It is now. You've had your name check, haven't you? <laughs> Thank you, Max, very much. I just need to clear that up because I wasn't, I wasn't sure what the law was. I, I get confused when I see people smoking, you know, not just cab drivers, but I see people smoking in the cabs of vehicles, you know, proper vehicles. Oh, I nearly got run over on them. The, I went down to uh, Reading the other day on the motorway. My God, this, do you know some lunatics on the motorway? Absolute lunatics. You know, they sort of come right up behind you and then they make that fatal mistake with me of flashing. Oh, that is fatal. That is fatal. I can be doing 70 miles an hour and uh, I've got, you know, pretty good response on the car. You literally touch the accelerator and I could just leave them standing there. And I love you get the little boys with their little Fiats, with their blacked-out windows... And you could see that they've got their Tom and Jerry things hanging on the inside mirror. And they've got their, you know, music blaring out inside. And it's all, you know, banging and happening and all the rest of it. And I'm playing Les Miserables. Doesn't quite sound the same, admittedly. And I'm bombing down the mat. And then they come up behind me. And they've just got enough, just enough power on the hamsters, on the wheels in the engine to get behind me. And then they're going, I need a bit, move over, move over. And I think, wait for this one. And I do the same thing every time. I just put my foot down. And, and I just leave them sitting there. And then somebody comes up behind them. And, of course, because they've had to take their foot off the accelerator, they haven't got the power. They have to pull in. <gasps> they get so angry. They get so angry. But I don't mind that, actually. I quite like people are getting angry on the motorway. As long as there's nowhere near me, I don't really mind. Uh, Daily Star today. Budget, 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 budget. Uh, Jim Davidson. And Corrie Babe in Crisis Over Sex Rant. Um Lots of people, they're saying now, people distance themselves from Bill Roach at the Royal Television Society the other day. And I said to you, nobody was making any comments about it. They'd quite clearly been told uh, by, you know, the people from Corrie, don't, don't mention this at all. OK, we're playing it down, it'll, it'll go away. Do not talk about it. If you talk about it, you're in big trouble. Uh, Cheryl Cole was dreading the end of the triumphant Girls Aloud tour because she's had so much fun. Lovely, isn't it? Because she has so little fun in her life. She tweeted, we're definitely going to have a case of tour blues. Oh, I love it. it. Tour blues. I did read out earlier on. I'm not reading it out again. You'll have to podcast the programme. These, The, uh, the statement from Girls Aloud that it's finished. They're not going to tour ever again. Hurrah! Sorry. And uh, it, was all, it was all very sad and very poignant, and we read it out on the programme for you this morning. The other thing is that fallen football idol Paul Gascoigne claims he's only had five big drinks in 11 years. Yeah, when we say big drinks, I think he means bathfuls. You know, that's about the rough idea. And uh, he says... Oh, I can't tell you. I'll I'm just, I'm just read this bit. I don't believe it. I do not believe this bit here. I think he's lying. But there again, nothing new for Paul Gascoigne, is it? Quarter past five. We <laughs> said lines this morning with Dan Whitehead... MPs will debate the... I have been diagnosed with low moods and depression, and I just think the system to help people get back to work is really not working. Nick Ferrari at breakfast. Back this morning from 7. LBC 97.3. And Nick Ferrari after the news at 7 o'clock this morning, ladies and gentlemen, the day after the Chancellor delivered his budget. Nick will be talking to people it's supposed to be helping to see what the reality is behind the figures. Plus, there's another unmissable edition of Call Clegg. I'm quite jealous. He actually gets his own his own breakfast trolley. I'm always downstairs getting a cup of coffee from Sven when the breakfast trolley arrives for, for Nick Clegg and I look at it longingly thinking, one day, one day, I shall aspire to breakfast in the building. Nick will be quizzing the Deputy PM on whether Miliband is right to call Osborne a downgraded Chancellor and what went on behind the scenes at the Leveson discussions. All of that, the full review of the day's newspapers with Nick Ferrari after the news at seven, Nicholas Owen, the broadcaster and presenter, will be going through the papers a little bit later on. Thank you to J.C. from Colindale, who says, "I'm old in years but young in spirit." It says, "If you would like to give a home to a collection of programmes, 1930s to 1960, I would absolutely. I love, I love old theatre programmes and stuff like that. I really did do, do, do so. If if you if you have the means." to uh, to to pass them on, then that's fine. I, I shall give them a, a good home. Thank you very much indeed. So just going back briefly, ladies and gentlemen, apart from the fact that it's nice to have your company if you've just woken up, I trust you are well today. It's going to be another cold day, I'm afraid. So here's, here's Paul Gascoigne, and he goes to an Arizona clinic. OK, after his latest... Well, he, he goes there because friends, well-meaning friends, pay for it because apparently it hasn't got any money. Hasn't got any money at all, so his friends paid for him to go. And he said, he says, I remember lying on my bed and hearing the doctor saying, I don't think this guy is going to make it. What a load of cobblers. Doctors do not stand over beds here or in anywhere and say, I don't think this one's going to make it. They don't do that. So as delusional as ever, I'm afraid. And I panicked and got off the bed and said, please don't let us die, I want to water my plants. And boom, I was out of it. Now home in Bournemouth, he said, I don't blame anybody for my relapse, I was bored, which is, that's what I said, do you know, what have I said? All the time, the reason he drinks is he's got no work. And if you've got no work, you sit there. And what do you do? You drink. And he drinks by himself because he's got no friends. That's the trouble. He's got nobody to go out with. His, His friends are all off doing their day's work. You know, you don't want Gaza tagging. Oh God, drunk old Gaza! But doctors never stand over your bed and go, "This one's not going to make it." They might stand over the bed and go, tick, 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 tick. "Gift his slippers to somebody else." You know, they're not going to stand over the bed and say that. So that's just that's just hogwash, I'm afraid. Uh, David Ilford bought organic beetroot juice in Holland and Barrett. It's very good. Yes, it's very good for you, beetroot juice. Very, very good for you. I know, so- I know, some people can't bear the taste of beetroot juice, but I love it. Eight four eight five oh. Uh, Chris says, because a black cab is a public service vehicle, you cannot smoke in it any time. Right. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, listening to you talking, says Cathy in Kingston, about bus conductors. One of my favourite Christmas presents as a child was a bus conductor set, along with paper tickets, a hat and a machine. Oh, I remember. Did you know? Did you know? It was, um... A short while ago, well, actually not a short while ago, but some years ago, when they opened up the British Transport Museum in Covent Garden, which has got trams in there, it's got the first tube train in there, the carriages. Oh, you need to go. I mean, you don't have to be an anorak about, you know, doing tube train numbers and stuff like that. But you should go because it brings back a lot of memories. And they've got a lovely gift shop in there and I bought cushions and everything else. But they discovered a load of ticket machines You know, the old metal ticket machines where you used to sort of wind the handle at the side and they found them. They were in their leather cases and they sold them off at about 55 quid each years ago. And I never bought one. I had the opportunity to buy one. A friend of mine said, do you want to buy one? I said, no, not really. And now they haven't got any more. And I wish I'd bought one. But they also had another one where you put the ticket in the top and it went bing and it punched your ticket. But these came with the roll of tickets, which printed in purple, if you remember. And if you were very lucky as a kid on the bus, you know, you'd go two nine-pennies or whatever. I can't remember what it was. I really can't remember. But that would be wonderful. But the little plastic one that you had was just as good. We thought we were on, you know, and you'd you'd go around, you'd make so many holes in the tickets. So I know exactly what you mean when you talk about that. But I wish I bought this original London bus conductor's ticket machine in the leather case. Well, it's just the fact that you've got it. It's a piece of history. Apparently, Vernon Kay, yes, he's still working, surprisingly, in the business as a... I know, as a presenter. (laughs) Very surprising. But anyway, as as they're pulling down the television centre, it's been sold off. People are going round nicking items from it. Already, the security men... uh, They probably had their fair share of stuff out there. But Vernon Kaye was stopped coming out. He tried to pinch the thing off his dressing room, the first dressing room he used there. I was never aware that he worked at the BBC Television Centre, but uh, he's been there. Philip Schofield tried to get something and they couldn't. That's already been nicked. He wanted it for the uh, show where they filmed his going live programme. And that's gone. And obviously people want bits of... It'll all turn up later. There'll be people going round there, engineers and technical crews, and they'll be stripping the place of all the signs off the doors. And they'll be popping them in their bags, unless security check people on the way out, which they don't have enough time to check everybody, it'll just go. And it will pitch up on eBay, because it's all worth money. It's memorabilia from, from the BBC Television Centre. And I should imagine most people be going for studio signs, cameras will be wheeled out, everything. Oh, it'll all be nicked. So right, says Susie, about that cookery show with poor Ben trying to look cool, leaning on the side. Su- have you seen Ben Shepard? He can't stand up straight. I'm assuming perhaps his back's gone. He leans against the. It looks really slovenly, and Lisa practically on top of the poor chef Remington. Oh, I know she drapes herself over people. It's a little bit embarrassing, but there again, that has been her career up until now. Uh, one here says, "Steve, I'm a lorry driver in London, and yesterday I saw a Met police officer smoking in his car." One rule springs to mind. Yes, I don't know how they're they're fixed about things. I don't know how they're fixed about dr- smoking in cars. Terrible. I'm so glad that I don't I don't smoke. I'm not a I'm not a smoker anymore. You know, vapour cigarettes or otherwise, I'm afraid. Not my, not my kind of thing. Uh, what do you think about the new singing group called The Saturdays? Uh, I think they've been around for donkeys years. And uh, um, I'm not sure they are a singing group. I'm not sure. Sh- oh, you think they're a singing group? The producer thinks they're s- I don't think they are. The Saturdays, no. No, that's the, the well-known miming band, isn't it? The Saturdays. There's only one who sings in the group. And that's the, uh, the girl who fronts it. The other's just la-la. La-la, la-la, la-la. Name me a Saturdays song. Name me a Saturday song. There you go. She's got no, no good. Go, don't Google it. Don't cheat. Do you know a Saturday song off the top of your head? No, she doesn't. She has no idea. Do you've got no idea? Not a clue. See. So you're trying to Google it quickly to go. Oh, no, you don't know. Nobody can. Nobody can sing any Saturday songs because they're totally, you know, instantly forgettable. I think. And everybody remembers the two people in the group who get all the coverage. Frankie, not in rehab at the moment, Sanford. And Molly, I went out, an attention seeker. And, uh, and then Molly, I went out with Prince Harry. Well, I didn't really, but I'm keeping it going because it's good for publicity. And then there's another one. Oh, there's Rochelle. Rochelle's pregnant, which is lovely, with somebody called Marvin. And Marvin's in JLS. And then you've got the one who sings, who nobody can remember her name. Her name is Vanessa And she's the only one. If she walked around Leicester Square, she's the singer. She's the singer. Yeah, she's the one who sings all the songs. You look at all the songs, and 90% of the time, it's Vanessa. You know, that's the way it goes. It's like if you look at uh, Westlife. There's only two who sing. Mark and... And The other one, whose name I forgot, the one who went bankrupt over here, strangely enough, uh, and that was for, for legal reasons to do it over here because it was safer than doing it in Ireland, where he lost fifteen million pounds on a on a financial property deal or something like that. Uh, Julie, good morning, Julie. Says thank you. Re the LBC app, mine's not been working well for a while; it keeps cutting out. Yeah, they're they're rebuilding at the moment. Rebuilding at the moment. No excuses today. Says Nick, off to the gym. For a morning workout, oh, damn it! Listen, do you look any different? Probably not. You know, I look at people round here who sort of go to the gym, and frankly, you know, the well padded ones—they always do it. They leave it too late. They leave it too late. There's no point in going when you're married and you've started becoming a little bit comfortable. You know, the wife has thrown together a spag bol or something, but to make yourself feel better, you're drinking Pinot Grigio because it's not as fattening as the other wines, and you're having a salad. With it. And then probably a yoghurt afterwards. And then you'll settle down and you'll have the cat on the settee next to you. You'll have your slippers on. A bit like Ronnie Biggs in his old wheelchair yesterday, the old lag. And there he was, and he's, you know, doing the old V signs to the uh, photographers. Trying to be all sort of hard. And you're thinking, oh, we just need to go, <sighs> we could push off the end of a cliff, pal. It's as simple as that. So anyway, I think we've sorted things out like that. So my advice is, if you're slightly overweight, don't bother going to the gym. It just makes you look silly. You know, there's a lot of fit people in there who've been going to the gym for years. You know, it's like bodybuilder. I mean, I could have been a bodybuilder. But frankly, I did send off for the Arnold Schwarzenegger um, They had... It was like dumbbells. It was like I um, I don't know what they call it now, but it's like a thing where you hold it and it's got springs in and you push it in like that and then it springs out again. And I think it's to develop your chest. I couldn't get mine out of the box. I struggled with it for ages. I couldn't, I couldn't undo the... Th- I couldn't undo anything. So it just sat there in the corner. And I bought every gadget known to man. I bought a little thing that you clip underneath your door and then you do sit-ups... Well, you just look ridiculous. I bought a thing that you put at the top of your doorframe and you do pull-ups. And that's equally ridiculous. I remember going to a gym once, a very posh gym in Fulham, and the machinery talked to you. You put in your name and you put in your details. And when I went back after the third time, I said, hello, Steve, where have you been? Because I hadn't been for ages. And it was a thing that separated your legs. I called it a Joan Collins, and it was sort of, it's sort of, you know, one minute your legs were in, and then, ph next thing, they're burying you in a Y-shaped coffin, and, and I remember thinking to myself, this is pain, I'm not getting anything out of this, what am I doing it for, I'm quite happy with the way I look, you know, alright, I don't need to worry about anybody, I couldn't care less about other people, I'm in radio, makes no difference what I look like, you know, there's other people who go on television, they're fat, I'm not one of them, I'm happy sitting here. Freezing to death this morning. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Look at the time. 5.30. Mission with Steve Allen. So is 27 minutes to six. Welcome to Thursday. Cold, miserable. In Scotland, snow. And uh, we also mourn the passing of James Herbert, who died the other day. The horror writer. He was 69. He wrote The Rats. He passed away peacefully at his home in Sussex, survived by his wife Eileen and their three daughters, Kerry, Emma, And Casey, his editor for ten years at Macmillan, said, it's a true testament to Jim's writing and his enduring creativity that his books continue to be bestsellers right up to his death. I interviewed James Herbert, but donkeys years ago. I mean, donkeys years ago. And, uh, I mean, he is one of the giants, I think, without a shadow of doubt, of popular fiction in the 20th century. So, James Herbert, he is no more. Uh, Don't forget, we've got a gadget competition running for today. And I knew you'd like this one, because this is... This is Samsung's answer to the iPad Mini. And you've only got to go and check it out online. It's the Samsung Galaxy S3 Mini tablet. Very nice. Very, very nice. And you can get it. Yesterday we had a, another winner, very happy winner, called Victoria. Uh, Vanaga, from Eltham, who uh, identified... We're doing cocktails, it appears, this week. I didn't know at the beginning of the week we were doing cocktails. But uh, vodka, Kahlua and cream make a white Russian. Many of you going, oh, that's what it was. She got herself the fabulous HTC mobile phone. So today, one lucky whist- listen- one lucky whistler, <laughs> well, you might whistle as well, I don't know. One lucky listener will win the Samsung Galaxy S3 Mini Tablet just by knowing the answer to this question. What kind of cocktail is made up of light rum, pineapple juice and coconut cream? What cocktail is made up of light rum, pineapple juice and coconut cream? Sounds delicious. To enter, text the word GADGET, G-A-D-G-E-T, followed by your answer, and you send that to 84850. Must be here before 6.30, so you've got just under the hour. I'll remind you nearer the time, because if you send it, you know, unfortunately, after the closing time, it won't be entered, but you might be charged. It's £1.50 plus your standard network rate. So, as I say, if you text after the closing time, you won't be entered into the competition, but there's a chance that you may be charged. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. Good luck, because it's, uh, it's nice. Go, go and check out and see what it looks like online. It's like the iPad mini, only it's Samsung's version of it. And it's, uh, it's very smart. I was, I was looking at one the other day, actually, strangely enough. I don't know, it's amazing, sometimes I'm sure people are reading my you go out there and people are reading your mind, you know you do something. Uh, the law states, says Harry, hi Harry, that smoking is not allowed in a vehicle that's a place of work, on or off duty, that includes black cabs, vans, police, cars, dust carts, everything. Oh well I see all the dustmen round our way smoking in the vehicles. In fact that was the first thing I noticed. That was the first thing I noticed, people smoking in, in vehicles. It doesn't bother me, but it's, if it's somebody breaking the law, well, then that's that's completely different. Uh, one here, Franco, he says, My colleagues and I smoke in our work van, same as a taxi, get over it. Mm, girly boy. <laughs> get over it, he says, I love that. Um, Remember Hugh Bonneville is a fan, says Noreen, because I was talking about watching Downton the other day. Very good. I do like it. I do like the programme, actually. She says, No snow as yet. Uh, Tanya is following me. Uh, Gillian is very jealous, and as we said yesterday, it was it was snowing in Glasgow, awful. Uh, definitely worth sleep deprivation, says Sunjay. Steve Allen's show has been on form this week. Sunjay's in, Croy- in Croydon, and it's Mark in Leeds who told us about his favourite author, James Herbert, who sadly passed away the other day. We take all your texts and emails, we weave them into the programme. We bring you all the stories in the papers. It's it's um it's budget day. Budget day yesterday, today the analysis. Uh, today, the, well, you know, <laughs> are you better off? Are you worse off? To be honest with you, you know, all we want to do is win the lottery and go retire somewhere, don't we, really? Pictures of David Beckham, mobbed by adoring fans as he's uh, arrived in China for a mini-tour. It was a paid mini-tour, and so he's over there, so, of course, he'll happily smile and everything else. He was he was on a, a thing, uh, you know, what they call one of these jolly little jaunts, which is quite sweet. And little mix, and I have to agree, the goss column with Ed Dyson who turns out to be a woman. I thought it was a man, but there you go. Uh, It's got a picture of a woman there, so unless it's a sex change, and I've missed out on that one, I've got it completely wrong. But today, they're talking about somebody needs to get Little Mix, a new stylist, but despite their dodgy fashion sense... Oh, it's ridiculous. You've never seen seen how ridiculous they look. Perhaps that's what they they think you have to dress people up as. If you're in a little girly band, you've got to wear these clothes. When they go out, normally they don't wear this stuff. This is what they call their, their little costumes. Jesse Nelson... I mean, you've never seen anything look so ridiculous in your entire life. I mean, I look at them all, and I think, over-made-up and naff. It's as simple as that. If that's called styling, you know, you need to change a stylist very, very quickly, because the girls look ridiculous. Redi- especially poor old Jessie. I mean, God knows. Out of the whole group, she probably looks the daftest, I would think. And um, blues singer Anthony Costa... Has spoken of his nightmare. He on he's on this uh, program, the big reunion tonight. It's where they reunite these groups, and of course, he was uh, labelled the ugly, untalented one in the boy band. He said he used to go into nightclubs, and people used to say, you know, I was I felt like a, I was a bit like a soap villain. Girls were horrible to me. I suppose he wasn't really the good-looking one, was he? If, if you're going to think about it, it would have been Duncan, and then probably Lee, and Anthony would come in fourth. I would think <laughs> I don't know. Don't know why. Oh, the producer said, "Because he's fat." Oh, is that why? You... Well, I'm carrying a little bit of weight. I mean, you know. But there again, I wasn't in a boy band, so it doesn't really make any difference. But you do feel a bit sorry for him. But then, I mean, he, he made a rod for his own back. He went out with that girl from Emmerdale called Adele Silver, and I always thought that was a match made in hell. You know, it's, you, you get the impression some of these matches are just made with their agents. And they put these people together so they can try and get something going on. But in the case of Anthony, they couldn't. And then he only told us a short while ago um, that uh, he's living on 45 quid a week because all the money's gone, and I think, well, you know, that's your problem. You've had the opportunity. People give you an opportunity. If they give it to you with both hands, and you take it and throw it up in the air and sort of go... On. I mean, I never thought he was one for wild partying, to be honest with you. I never saw him out on the party... Mind you, I wasn't on the party circuit, but I can generally tell who's doing the party circuit by looking at the pictures that appear in the magazine. Some people turn up to every party, hoping if they get photographed enough, then they become famous through that. But unfortunately for him, he didn't. Nobody was particularly interested. Lee Ryan, probably Duncan to a certain extent, could go and hit the party scene and go out there and uh, and make themselves, you know, get pictures in the papers. The other one in the... I can't remember the other one in the group. There's four of them. There's Duncan, Lee, Anthony and... I think he was one of the best singers, but I can't remember his... Blooming name. Isn't it funny? You always remember certain people in a group and you can't remember the, the person who's probably the most... the most effectual. Simon Webb... See, Simon Webb was the one who's, who's really got a really good singing voice. Actually, Lee Ryan's singing voice isn't bad. Duncan from Blue sort of, you know, struggles through a little bit. And Anthony, I wouldn't know what he sounded like. But unfortunately, Anthony went down in everybody's estimation when he got drunk and he urinated over a, a cash machine just over the road from here. And I thought that was, that was just a little bit bass. You know, you get to a... Oh, and somebody asked us yesterday, how old was Jeff Brazier? 33. He's 33 now. 33 uh, Kelly says I hate it when people take my glasses and say wow you really can't see he says imagine I see, "I don't take a random person's wheelchair and wow you really can't walk good lord take away your crutches well, you do see people don't you with the neck braces on you go whiplash liar I do that a lot I do that a lot with people 'Cause it's uh, it's so easy, isn't it, to sort of you know, to say, Oh whiplash. Costs a small fortune for all of us who have to we have to pay insurance. Uh I'm living uh, I'm living I'm living and listening to you in Leicester on my phone. And says I'm not sure if I'm on the right station. You sound too nice today. You're obviously listening to the wrong station. It's not me at all. I've been nasty about everybody today. Um <laughs> which you know, which is the way it works, I'm afraid. We don't do any of that. Uh can you explain how all the people in Towie have endless money uh, for property, flash cars, plastic surgery, holidays, opening shops, making parties. Uh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Joey Essex has got a little shop. It's a little pokey little place. A little pokey place. And the other shops are sort of, you know, verjazzling and stuff like that. They don't have endless money. You've never seen them all going out, spending loads of money. When have you seen them spending... That's the one thing you don't see them doing. Because the clothes they generally get for free... And they don't go out and spend a load of money. When have you seen anybody in The Only Way is Essex? Think about it. Even when they were using Sugar Hut for filming, which they don't use anymore. Handing money over the bar. You never see that. You see the ugly gay in the village who's in there. What he's doing, I've got no idea. Go to your own gay bars. Stop hanging around the straight places. They don't want you in there. It's as simple as that. You know, and you're making a fool of yourself. That's little Bobby. I want to be Bobby's girl. And uh, so you never see money being spent. They don't have flash cars. Nobody's got a flash car. Apart from, I think... Mario, who's going out with Lucy. Is it Mario with Lucy? I don't know, we're losing track of who's going out with who at the moment. Lucy's the one who spends most of her time crying. And uh, it's probably because she can't trust him. Uh, Steve, you do get me through my mornings, but I have to support the Saturdays on this occasion, as they're really catchy and great for a party. But, yeah, you're right, they shouldn't be in a group because they can't sing live properly anyway. Well, of course they can't. I mean, they're just... uh, they're assembled... You know, gone are the days where years ago groups were, were, were out there and they played at school and they went out there and they sang. If you said to the Saturdays, you'll be singing live, OK? Let's hear you now, shall we? Oh, we couldn't do it now. Girls Aloud, could you could you sing... No, we couldn't sing it now, no. you couldn't sing it now. Uh, Cheryl, could you just sing one of your songs? Um... We're gonna fight, fight, fight for, fight, fight for this life way. eh? We're gonna way. eh? We're gonna fight way. eh? We're going to fight, 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 fight. And that's about as far as it goes. You go, Cheryl, sit down, please. Just not worth it, is it? Uh, Television centre is listed, so they can't pull it down. Love your show, BBC Worldwide moves in there 2014. Uh, Well, somebody's bought it, so they must be turning it into something. Perhaps they turn it into flats. You know, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Really, eight four eight five zero. Steve at lbc dot co dot uk. Lynn says, I too had one of those things that hooked on the door to do sit ups. I thought I was doing well until I caught my husband and daughters stifling giggles. I went off it. Oh, I tried. It was ridiculous. I've tried everything. I've si- I've literally over the years. I tried one thing once, and it. The idea was that it was a. It was an elastic band a big, wide, about a foot-wide elastic band, and you pulled it up your body. It was like pulling a pair of tights on. It was like pulling it up your body. And the idea was that it held your stomach in and made you look flat. No. I ended up with 32 double-D-inch breasts at the top of it. So then I had to buy a bra. And then, of course, you can't just go out wearing the bra, so I had to buy the frock that went with it. And before you know where you are, it's full drag. And you're having to explain to the neighbours, I bought this elastic band to hold the fat in. But now I am a complete tranny. It's, you know, it's the, some things, you know, take a strange form in life, and my body was one of them. News headlines this morning with Dan Whitehead. MPs will debate the budget this morning. I'm with Steve Allen. Don't forget you've got uh, 41 minutes to get your entries in for our gadget competition for today. It's another one of these identify, identify the cocktail Okay. Uh, Before I've uh, just thanked little Julie for her birthday, it's only just arrived actually, which is very strange. It's sausages on a barbecue, which of course makes me immensely hungry. But luckily, you had a birthday card arrived the other day. How lovely. Your birthday's in October. It's just arrived now, is it? How fantastic. It's only because I'm going out for breakfast this morning, so I'm looking forward to. uh, It won't be. It's going to be a toasted bacon sandwich on white, I'm afraid, and a cup of Earl Grey tea. So, my gadget competition for today. Oh, I must say well done to St Bride's Church. Uh, because they've just had a record-breaking amount of money for their Street Child World Cup. They've raised £5,007. Who gave the odd £7? Which meanie gave that? And they can confirm that all 19 that signed up to Team St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, spent the night in the wet and cold weather. So, well done to them down there. It's a very active church, actually. Very, very active church. They like to get as many people involved as possible. So, my gadget competition... Because the other day we were offering the HTC mobile phone and Victoria Venaga... I'd love to read your name out tomorrow on the programme. It's quite exciting. When you hear your name read out on the radio, I promise you, when I hear my name read, I get very excited. jump up and down. Yeah! And then I think, oh, it's me. <laughs> I, used to, well, I used to know somebody years ago. When they, if ever they actually came on the radio, they turned turn the volume up in the car and opened all the windows so people could hear it. I'm not that sad just yet. So Victoria, who comes from Eltham, Correctly identified, vodka, Kahlua, and cream make up the White Russian. I did actually know the answer. We'd, we struggled a bit at the beginning. The producer struggled with that one yesterday, but I did know the answer. Uh, but we can't enter, and so Victoria got herself the fabulous HTC mobile phone. And today, we're giving you the Samsung Galaxy fifty three, sorry, S three fifty three, the S three mini tablet. Oops, they've moved on a pace. This is Samsung's answer to the iPad Mini. If you've not seen it, it's lovely. Four-inch screen, five-inch screen. Really smart. It's running on the Android operating system. And if you correctly identify the answer to this question and you get pulled out, it's yours. It's as simple as that. So one lucky listener will win the Samsung Galaxy S3 mini tablet today just by answering this question correctly. What cocktail? What's the cocktail called that is made up of light rum, pineapple juice and coconut cream? Light rum, pineapple juice... And coconut cream. To enter this one, text the word gadget, same as yesterday, G-A-D-G-E-T, then your answer, and send that to 84850, but it must arrive here before 6.30. So the advice is, do, don't, don't leave it to the last minute, because the text costs £1.50, plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time of 6.30, you won't be entered, but you may still be charged. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. So that's my advice. The advice is, do it now while you think about it. If you leave it and then perhaps do it just after, because your clock might not be saying the same as our clocks, and it switches off. So if you, you, you text it, then you might be charged, but it might not be entered in. And I would hate to think that you'd wasted it. So do it now, as they say. There's a story in the paper today, a very strange story of two brothers, identical twins, both born on the same day at the same time. One can stay in the United Kingdom, but the other one faces the boot. Why? Because the border agency has screwed up big time. So here we go, from the Home Office, where they've made the biggest mix-up ever. These 31-year-olds were born in the UK to British parents, but Craig has been told he's not a British citizen. The shock came as his wife, Crystal, was told she must return to her native Canada when her visa runs out. The couple, who come from Chester had applied for an extension to Crystal's stay after they tied the knot last year. But she was told she couldn't remain because Craig, born in Denbyshire, is not a British citizen. This is despite him, despite him, holding a British passport, which the UK border agency officials have seen. The couple now face being left in no man's land because Craig has no right to live or work in Canada. Because he's British. He said we're extremely upset by how poorly the Home Office has treated our case. The UKBA said it had written to Crystal, adding it would be inappropriate to comment further until she's received the latest correspondence. I hope you're going to be eating humble pie down there. I mean, how stupid? They're identical twins. How could one not, but you've seen his passport? God blimey, I mean, there's Dumb and Dumber. And quite clearly, I'm afraid, at the UK Border Agency, they're pretty thick. They'd have to be. They're identical to. Perhaps you should both turn up together, guys. And both hold your passports. Have you seen one of these before? It's a passport. Look, I'm a British citizen. No, you must leave the country. Your wife must not stay here anymore. Go away, woman. We don't know who you are. So he can't work in Canada because he's British. He hasn't got the right stuff. Ridiculous, isn't it? You sometimes wonder about, you know, and they'll go, oh, it was was an, uh, an administrative cock up. It certainly was certainly was. 84850, Steve at LBC. Somebody said, I don't think the weatherman Fred will be at this morning's reunion after his little run-in recently. I don't know. I mean, the, the John Leslie pitched up when they had somebody... Who was it? Was it Fern was leaving this morning? When, when Fern, Britain, left, John Leslie pitched up and played the piano. I remember him pitching up and everybody going, John Leslie's pitched up. Uh Johnny says, In the uh, in the Anyways Essex, most have fairly well off parents, a few have good jobs. I think Mario is a tailor. Some had a good education, but still dim. Replica, expensive looking watches. Yes. I've been up since uh, two AM, working on a birthday crossword cake for my ex mother in law, lovely lady and well worth it. Ah Um Simon, who says, Does Jade's hubby still bother with the kids? I don't think so, no. What you're talking about the one who went to uh, to prison? No, because they're, they're not his children. I think at one time he did have access, but I think, if memory serves me, I think they decided, uh, Jeff decided, he didn't want them to uh, to go with him. I think, to be honest with you, he's been in prison twice. He's not a very pleasant person, so I don't really think you'd want Jason... They, they, they were married, but all too briefly. If you remember, she married him on a, on a deathbed. Strangely enough, I know the hotel, I've said before, very, very well. It's quite nice, the hotel. It's OK. It's in the middle of the, uh, in the, middle of the countryside. Uh, Dan says, can't wait for the cold weather to be over. The worst part is listening to everyone constantly talking about how cold it is. Like they forget it happens every year. It saves me fridge spaces. I can leave the beer in the garden. So thank you very much indeed for that. Yes, it, I mean, it, the, w- but that's what we Brits do, isn't it? We talk about the weather. We talk about how awful it is, how cold it is, how hot it is. You know, it was like yesterday I was talking about a certain person coming into the studio and saying, it's so cold in here, and I, I did point out that they were well padded. Oh, they took Umbridge. Oh, dear, we did the stamping of the foot on that one. You know, because somebody's well padded. You know, and I said, put a vest on, put a jumper on. You know, if you're feeling the cold. I mean, admittedly, this morning it's quite warm in here. At home, I didn't even put the heating on yesterday at all. I thought I was quite good about that. I should have done, but I, I couldn't be bothered. And I had a little steak and ale pie from the, from the butcher's shop, which I had with, with vegetables, being very good and having my vegetables I ate a whole box of mushrooms and somebody said i don't think mushrooms are that good for you if they're magic mushrooms it's uh, ridiculous bon jovi were a put together band as were the monkeys says tomorrow, yes the monkeys i know very well they were put together i remember seeing the advert i remember seeing the advert which appeared in in all the press they were they were you know trying to uh, find a group of lads and they whittled them down and they went on and they had uh, a very successful career still touring Still touring, although now there's only three of them left, and Mike Nesmith never really wanted to tour in the first place, so when they went out, they went out as a threesome. Peter Talk. Uh, Mickey Dolenz and Davy Jones went out. And then, of course, Davy Jones died. Last thing we were expecting. Certainly, you don't expect things like that. I don't know why. It's very strange. Very strange. Gloria says, we've had no respite from the snow since Christmas. She's in Denmark, I should point out, just in case you think she's down the road from us here. But she's in Denmark. And she said, it now looks like it'll be a white Easter. It's beginning to get very tedious. We took a photograph in our back garden this morning. Study closely and you may spot the sleeping deer curled up. Oh, right, this, this is always this, this like, fine willy or wally, isn't it? Or something like that. Oh there you go, there's the deer sitting down in the garden. So they've got snow. It's no good showing that to the producer. She can't see anything. She's blind as a bat, I'm afraid. Totally blind. She's got no idea. And uh, so the de- I think that's the deer there, isn't it, sleeping in the snow? Is that the deer? There you go. She's identified it. She's quite happy now. At least she gets a brownie point. And if she accumulates seven by the end of next week, she gets a bar of chocolate. Good, isn't it? Very happy person. Uh, one from uh, Omar. Says, uh, David Beckham is in Beijing. Chinese are all over him. They, uh, they, they love David Beckham, don't they, abroad? Because he's a big star, and if you paid somebody money to go over there, the least you can do is send people out. Uh, 84850, co lbc.co.uk. Uh, you are correct, says Jeff. James Herbert is one of our great horror authors. I'm never wrong. I don't know why you would say you are correct. I have never made a mistake in my life. The social revolution of the 60s led to a change in thinking and attitude, especially in the world of arts. Film, TV and literature gave us great authors like Herbert. The Rats was a very scary read. Do you know, I've never read it. Interviewed him, but never read it. Perhaps I I should do one of these days, but I haven't up until now. Uh, 84850. Paul's dad is still in the Manchester Royal... Jackie's in a frosty field in Paddock Wood, as predicted yesterday on the programme. What did I say? I said, it's going to be a bit cold this morning and there will be a frost over the ground. I love a hoary frost over the ground. It's where it's, you know, you get that sort of, your, your windscreen almost looks as if it sparkles. I like the windscreen sparkling. I sometimes say, sometimes I go out there and I've had various things in the, in the, you know, some of the pots. They have things on the outside. But I've discovered this year how to make, I want lichen growing over my pots. And all you do is you get yoghurt. And you paint it on, apparently, and that will then grow lichen. God knows what's going on in my stomach. at I'm addicted to yogurts. I love yogurts. Rhubarb and champagne is my favourite. I love a bit of rhubarb. Oh, love rhubarb. It's my favourite. Absolutely. I could happily live in a field of rhubarb. We used to grow rhubarb at home, actually. Nobody ate it. I was the only one. Made me own little rhubarb. Sad existence as a child i a afraid, really. Yeah. We didn't have a swing in the garden. We had a static chair. My mother used to sit on it and run back to the going, it looks like this, dear. never had anything like that. It's awful. I put pleats in the underpants and everything. We used to buy sliced bread and slice it. We had no money at all. I'm surprised i have made it through to adulthood. Oh, look, news at six. Here it comes. Always oh, have no hesitation to put my hand on my wallet. Oh, no, dear. Oh we we talk about, but these uh, these so-called bargains in the shops nowadays. You know, when you go in and it's buy one get one free, and that drives me mad because I don't want three of one item. I should have discussed this with Jonathan Shalit the other day, who's uh, just climbing onto to his cross trainer now. Is this this thing where you've got your arms and you're going? Is that a cross trainer? Oh, I know what it is now. But uh, he's uh, there's a link on because he took some of his. Uh, clients down to a gymnasium the other day, a gymnasium, and uh, they put it up on, on YouTube. He's on, he features on this thing. You know where they're doing this dance? remember that library we spoke about the other day, where they do this, the Harlem Shake, and they were doing it in the library, and this woman who ran the library got fired, which was nothing to do with it. Well, Jonathan's on this on this video. He said, it's only 30 seconds, and already they've had 100,000 views. So the power of the, of the internet. When you think, Jonathan, when we started... There, were no, there was no Internet, there was no mobile phones, there was no tweets, there was no Twittering, there was no Facebook, there was no nothing. I mean, it, absolutely amazing. The way that technology has changed and the way that we now, we run our lives. People run their lives on these tablets. You know, nowadays people have got the iPads, the mini iPad, the Samsung Galaxy mini tablets. Oh, you haven't got one? Oh well you can get one on the programme today because we're doing it on the on the gadget competition. I knew there was something I was going to mention to you, just in case you'd woken up. Because that's what we do nowadays. That's what we do. We actually go out there and we exist <coughs> on the meet I can find anything out. If I have a you know, one of one of Jonathan's clients in, I can go to the internet. And I can type in that. Years ago, I don't know how we managed. We had a reference library at LBC, and you would hope you found something. Or there were press cuttings. We had a press cuttings library, which Charlie Rose did every day. We'd sit down there and cut items out of the paper that he thought were going to be relevant for years to come. And they went in drawers. So I could go into a drawer and type in, say, Jeff Brazier or whatever, and take out all the press cuttings relating to Jeff Brazier. If it was some things... But sometimes there wouldn't be any press cuttings. And you'd have to rely very much on the PR company for supplying you with stuff. But now, with things like the Samsung Galaxy S3 mini tablet, which you can win on this programme, it's, you know, you can just, you type in what, what you want to know on Google and back comes the answer. And I can get pages up and it'll say one of 50... I could probably type in Jonathan Shallot's name and come up with, you know, one of 570,000 mentions of Jonathan Shallot because every time he gets mentioned in the newspapers or in a magazine, it, it goes on to the internet. It's an automatic, you know, it just grabs and puts on. So everything... Sometimes incorrect stuff. Many of the time I've spoken... at Wikipedia is the worst. Wikipedia is so inaccurate I'm frightened to even mention anything. Because you know damn well. I'll mention something, and the person I'm talking to will say, you've been reading Wikipedia, haven't you? And I'll go, yes. They go, it's not true. So people started, people have. People put my age down. as 59, I ask you. 50, I mean, honestly, the cheek of it, Jonathan. So anyway, so now people have got the iPad, the iPad, we gave away an iPad mini at the beginning of the week. Today, it's a Samsung Galaxy S3 mini tablet. Yesterday, Victoria, lovely Victoria from Eltham, She's so excited now. She's had so many name checks. She's going, that's me on the radio. Steve Allen's talking about me on the radio. She got herself the fabulous HTC mobile phone. The Samsung Galaxy S3 mini tablet is running on the Android operating system, and somebody will win it at 6.30 this morning. That's right. One lucky listener. It could be you. It could be your name I'm reading out tomorrow morning. But you have to know the answer to this question. What cocktail, what is the name of the cocktail that is made up of light rum, pineapple juice and coconut cream? Light rum, pineapple juice and coconut cream. No good-looking your lips, Jonathan. To enter, text the word GADGET, G-A-D-G-E-T, followed by your answer, and send it to 84850. Got to do it before 6.30, so you've got 20 minutes. OK, text costs £1.50, plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time of 6.30, you won't be entered into the competition. But you may still be charged. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. So good luck. Good luck with that one because it is, it is nice and it is part of the, of, the, of the technology that we now surround ourselves with. And we've all got it, even people who years ago were heathens. When I started at LBC back in the year 1860, and I remember coming to, to the building on a, an oxen cart and uh, coming in, and we were all given clay tablets to write on. It was such, such a long time ago. And we had typewriters. Typewriters. That's how you did everything on a typewriter. There were no, there were no screens. There was no, there was no nothing here. I can see on phone box, people's names where they come from. I can click on and see a history. I can everything is is accessed on here. Every time you phone up, the the phone number is logged and things like that. It's as simple as that. And so you do, years ago, they held up a piece of paper, Mary and Rotherhithe, at the window, and you had to peer forward and go. Mary. And then they put in a little system whereby it was a screen, my side, and a typewriter, their side, and they would type up Mary and Rotherhithe. Nowadays, it's all computerised. Everything is computerised. And it's, it's just absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, so it's... Uh, <laughs> this is Jonathan again. He said, it's got Mylene Klass and Mark Wright on it, She said, but, uh, but I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it as well. I know, Jonathan. I think you're very brave to get on any of this equipment in the morning first. I haven't got the strength. I really I mean I really haven't got the strength to do anything like that. I think you I think you must get to a stage in life, Jonathan, and uh, and then you get married and then you sort of think, right, <laughs> now I'll start doing some exercise. In the 60s Says Ron, I had the pleasure of riding to Park Lane in London in an S-type Bentley, cruising at 80, it was like 30 miles an hour. We came back in a brand new Austin A40 Farina, and after the Bentley, it was right driving over a ploughed field. Not at all surprised. I'm not at all surprised. Uh, Lisa, same story here in Sweden as Denmark. We're also sick of the cold, snowy weather. Here in Gothenburg, it's around minus 10 in the wind, and it goes right through to your very bones says, wishing you a lovely day and a merry Easter from Sweden, because we have people listening to this programme around the world, and why not? Why not? Um, It was filmed at the uh, the V-Box gym in Mill Hill. Oh, right. I thought it was. I thought it was. Jonathan, enjoy your your workout for today. Uh, Richard is talking about James Herbert, and says, I just said to Sarah, did you hear James Herbert a past week? She said, that's a shame. He wrote some classics like All Creatures Great and Small. I think she was thinking of James Herriot, he says. (laughs) I suppose both authors featured animals. Yes, in slightly different terms. Slightly different terms. Does rhubarb and champagne yoghurt, says Mags, really exist? No, it's in Waitrose. Well, I mean, it says rhubarb and champagne, to be honest with you. I mean, I've had a few of them and I didn't feel any difference. So I don't think there is very much uh, champagne in there, but it's called rhubarb and champagne. And I suppose you can add it. Uh, I'm listening, says uh, Joe, whilst basking in 30 degrees sunshine. I can't wait to get back to the the snow. I bet you can't. Of course, if you've never seen snow before, if you've never had snow, it must be quite a revelation going, oh, I really fancy some snow. Whereas we're going, we wouldn't mind some... I'm now fed up with it. I'm so fed up with the cold weather. It's so miserable. I fancy that when we sort of that when we sort of get to summer, we won't appreciate it. It'll probably last about four days, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's it's going to be a short summer this year. I look forward to wearing short-sleeved shirts. Uh, the person who sent the tweet, the first tweet, says Arthur, who did he send it to? Who did he think would read it? That's the first tweet to be saved for historical purposes. Yes, it's like the... Um, <laughs> is it like the Alexander Graham Bell? You know, I've invented the telephone. Who are you ringing? I don't know. I don't, Hello? Hello, nobody there at the other end. It just—it just makes you laugh, doesn't it? Really, when you think about things, it's only when people—people people sort of mention this sort of, sort of stuff to me. Apparently, it's finally time. They say because it's first day of spring the other day. Now you can swap your woolly hat for sunglasses and feel the positive benefits of sunshine. Rubbish! It's freezing cold outside. There's no benefit at all. Although I—I do—I can't wait to actually have the sunroof open on the car feel the wind blowing through my hair, in the singular, you know, as it sort of stretches to the back of the car, and I'm thinking to myself, one of these days I shall grow my hair long. Today is not the day, though, I'm afraid. Fourteen minutes past six. LBC 97... LBC 97.3. Nick and the team with you after seven, day after, of course, the Chancellor delivered the budget. Nick will be talking to people it's supposed to be helping to see what the reality is behind the figures, plus another unmissable edition of Call Clegg. As Nick quizzes the Deputy PM on whether Miliband is right to call Osborne a downgraded Chancellor. And what went on behind the scenes of the Leveson discussions. All of that. The day's newspapers today with Sir... Sir Nicholas. I've just elevated, I'm afraid. Nicholas Owen, who's the broadcaster and presenter. Also former Royal Correspondent at ITN. He'll be live in the studio. You've got uh, eight minutes, roughly eight minutes, to get your entries in to win Samsung's version of the iPad Mini. This is the, the Galaxy S3 mini tablet. You've probably checked it out online already. I don't need to tell you anything about it apart from it sings, it dances, it does everything and it's your link to just about everything around the world. It operates on the Android operating system and yesterday Victoria identified... We've been trying to get you to identify various cocktails this week and sadly, (laughs) the producer and I are not particularly brilliant at these things but we did know yesterday. I knew yesterday, she didn't know yesterday's and that was the Uh, vodka, Kahlua and cream. It was a white Russian, incidentally. So today, one lucky listener will win the Samsung Galaxy S3 mini tablet just by answering this question correctly. What is the name of the cocktail made up of light rum, pineapple juice and coconut cream? What's the name of the cocktail? Light rum, pineapple juice and coconut cream. You enter with the word gadget, G A D. G-E-T, then your answer, and send it to 84850. Got to be in before 6.30. Text costs pound fifty plus your standard network rate. If you text after 6.30... Uh, you won't be entered because the lines have closed, but you will be charged. For terms and conditions, online at lbc.co.uk. Good luck for that one, because it's really as I say. I was only looking at it the other day, thinking, should I, shouldn't I, should I, should I, and uh, and then blow me down. We come up with one in the gadget competition. So good luck for that one for today. Uh, today, Thursday, twenty first of March, the Eel Pie Club. have got some great talent from Ireland. Uh, Gronier Duffy with her band. She's a rock chick. A rock chick. She's uh, under the same management as Muddy Waters Jr. That's the son of the legendary blues player. And uh, the doors open at 8.30. They've got a a website, eelpieclub.com. Eelpieclub.com. Thank you, Gina and Warren. And I've got an email from a friend of mine, Rob Randall. And Rob looks after George Irving. Now, George Irving's been in the studio with us before. In fact, he's, he's a very, very interesting man. His family have been in funfairs for 150 years. That's what the family business is. And he runs two of the biggest Easter funfairs And we always, every year, I like going to Hampton Court because it takes up the whole of the green, where years ago they probably would have held jousting and stuff like that. And he's also got a big one on Clapham Common. And he's, he's known as king of the funfairs because that's what his family do for a living. And it's it's always very entertaining to hear people talking about the way the showmen have changed over the years. I did a, a documentary years ago for LBC on trailins. And trailins operate down at Richmond. Most funfairs operate within a small distance. So, I mean, it, it's it's what they call the best free entertainment in the world. You can go down and look. You don't have to buy. You don't have to buy your coconut. You don't have to buy your hot dog. You don't have to go on the dodgems. But you could just look and marvel at the fact that it all... I love the way it packs up. If ever I was going to do anything different, it would have been either join a circus or join a funfair. Love to have done something like that. So that's where they're uh, they're actually going to be uh, at Hampton Court Palace. Because I know you're all worrying. I get people writing in to me saying, "What do we do for Easter?" It's Easter coming up. And we've got nothing. Well, I'm here on Good Friday between 4 and 7, so uh, there's no morning news, unlike this morning there'll be morning news with Susan Bookbinder. There's no morning news on the Easter Monday and Good Friday, so we'll be doing the programme between 4 and 7, so I'm sorry to disappoint you until you get a little bit more of Steve Allen. A little bit more of Steve Allen. Uh, we celebrate Twitter today. We celebrate seven years of Twittering. Ten million people in this country Twitter. You see, I was thinking it was more. I seriously thought it would have been more people that would be Twittering, but it's, it's not. Ten million Ten million of you. And you obviously enjoy it, because we seem to get a, a fair number of Twitters. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Steve Show. Adrian and Stevenage says, My grandparents in Lincolnshire used to make rhubarb cooked in Yorkshire pudding and have it as a dessert. Oh, I like that. Tony and Dagenham says, I've got my little Rebecca with me. She's so proud of her Blue Peter badge. It can get her into 200 attractions across the UK. Do you know, you can. I'd forgotten about the Blue Peter badge. You're right. You can get into... Is it just all Blue Peter badges? Ah, Students, Google Answers at university. Tutors encourage them. What is the point of group work? Absence is high. I know, I was never very good at that kind of thing, but I think Google is brilliant for finding out the answers. High in vitamins, mushrooms, apparently. Very good for you, depending on how you cook them. They absorb oils. Rats is brilliant, says Mary in Havering. It will scare the pants off you. Adrian Staines is on his way to Kiddlington. I've never even heard of Kiddlington. Or well, perhaps I have, I can't remember. Uh, make sure you lose use live unpasteurised yoghurt. It works very well. If you use pasteurised, it just smells and goes mouldy. The Eagles were a put-together band. Dee says mushrooms are very, very good for you. And Darren in Shoreditch says the Saturdays are okay as a band. It's got nothing at all to do with the fact that I fancy Molly. There you go. Derek in Rush Green, if only. Uh, And Kevin the Miltman says, today's cocktail, Steve, is it, 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 am I fine? Poor old Daphne. One of these days, she's going to pitch up at the studio, isn't she? Uh, listen, sadly, we have no more time. You've got about two minutes left, just about two or three minutes, to get your entries in to win the uh, the Samsung super bit of kit for today. And what am I doing today? Oh, Linda Barker for In Conversation. But I'm going to ask her in the light of all these claims against various celebrities, whether or not, as a woman in the business. And I've never asked anybody who's been on In Conversation, I should have done, uh, whether or not they've ever encountered people before who, are nato- who haven't been named and shamed in the, the press. Whether they've encountered people like that before. Uh, Daily Star, Corrie Babe crisis over sex rant, Ken. This is going back to our story yesterday, which we brought an exclusive on LBC from the Royal Television Society Awards that they didn't want to talk about him. I think they were obviously under very strict instructions. Uh, Princess Kate has got her own baby-on-board badge when she visited a tube store. What is it, this obsession with the royal family and tubes? I'm assuming she's been on one before, but the Queen went on one. Yeah, yeah, and liked it very much indeed. Cheaper beer and fuel. Cheaper beer. Penny. Penny off a pint. It doesn't make any difference at all. Income tax cut and interest-free home loans. Last thing you need, isn't it, really? Daily Mirror says uh, Fudge. The budget 2013. Our economy is in its worst state for 100 years. Yesterday, despite calls for a plan B to kickstart the recovery, George Osborne offered us precisely nothing. So I know what you're going to be calling Clegg about today. And uh, they've got a picture of George Osborne morphing into Maggie on the front of the Daily Mail today. It's quite funny, actually. (laughs) That <laughs> when I first looked at it, I thought it's a very strange looking person. Very strange looking person. And uh, they say, the laddies, not for turning. Osborne donning Thatcher's mantle as he defies the critics continuing to cut state and boost aspiration. Uh, Independent says roughly the same. Bumper bonuses for the Barclays Fat Cats. Daily Telegraph the say, they have to come out and show you the case, don't they? I think there's just sandwiches in there and a small bottle of water. And uh, here we are, on the right track, the Chancellor tied to the tracks. That's it for this morning. We're back with you tomorrow morning. Don't be late. We start at four. Don't forget to podcast the programme, which is download. It means you go to the LBC website, which is lbc.co.uk. I have a free podcast for you up in about 30 minutes on LBC 97.3. Don't forget, you've got about a a minute to get your entries in for the Samsung Galaxy, OK? Hopefully it's your name we read out tomorrow morning. Next on 97.3, the morning news with Susan Bookbinder. LBC